in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Finally, it is Thursday, December 15th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Streaming, I believe, where you can stream radio shows. On the air, I believe, on 1450 AM. We're on the air. And 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. It wouldn't be a big radio show with big news that people actually want to listen to if we didn't have some gigantic technical difficulties. Um, we made it, though. Patrick is here. Trevor's not here. We don't know exactly. I, I, I'm glad that we know Trevor's alive. Trevor finally called it at, at 3.30, so now we can be mad at him. I don't know what was going on, but I was like, I was upset about not being on the air. I was legitimately concerned about Trevor. Like I didn't want to make a joke about him not being on here on Twitter, but he's he's alive, which is good. But just, uh, you know, I, I pull him today. He's MIA. Can't get a hold of him. Can't get a hold of anybody else. Uh, Patrick is here, but we have a problem getting on air. Can't get that fixed. Thankfully, Calvin's here for unrelated matters, and he's able to get it fixed after uh, 45 minutes. I always love that whenever we have technical difficulties, it's never like, oh, yeah, this was the simple problem. It's, I mean, you got Calvin here who does all the radio technological stuff for, like, every station. It's always like, this makes no sense. I've got no idea. Like, we are a technological enigma over here that just makes uh, it makes no sense doing what we're doing. But everything's good now. I'm sitting over here that whole time when it wasn't working, just thinking there's something so simple that I have screwed up, and I'm it's my fault. And then he comes in here and he lets out the words, "This makes no sense." It so makes you feel was, a little bit better, right? Maybe feel a little bit better. And then he clicked around for a while, and then finally, like the the solution that he came to eventually seemed. Rather simple, but it does, took him a while. You'll learn this one day when you're a homeowner. It does. It reminds me of when something goes wrong with the home. You, you try to do. You look for the simple fix, like all you know. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Is there something like really quickly? You do a quick YouTube search on how to get it fixed. And when you finally call the professional, like you want the problem to be fixed and you want it to be as easy and as affordable as possible. But there's also that part of you that is like, I hope it's not the simplest thing in the world that I'm just completely overlooking. I hope there's not just some just like I, there's a part of me that wants this to be a really intricate problem that's going to cost me a lot of money just because I don't want to be the moron that couldn't get this really simple thing, couldn't identify this really simple problem. That you, you know, it's a feeling that never goes away, Patrick. Get used to it. Yeah, for sure. And the podcast, I haven't went through and deleted anything, so 
the the open plays like four times on this podcast. So oh, we'll fun. see we'll see if we delete it or not. You'll enjoy it. Uh so we will Trevor is on the way here. We will grill him about what exactly transpired. I mean the safe money is just overslept, I guess. But he's not the thing is he's never done this before. For as as late as Trevor is, he's always here. He's always here on time. Almost always. Here it's hard time. to oversleep 3 p.m., but I think he did it today. Well, I knew he was up a few hours ago. I saw him liking tweets on Twitter. So right, that, that's what made me a little bit nervous. But we will uh, we'll have CK in here. It is still, even though we've had technological difficulties, even though we're getting a late start here, even though there was some frustration behind the scenes here at Big X Studios, the UofL College of Business Studios, it's a celebratory day. You know it. We know it. Everybody listening knows it. Louisville won a basketball game last night. It was not, this is not the show that I was expecting to do. And if you listen to yesterday's show or really any show for the past week and a half, you probably knew that. Um, do you do the next game day show from OG? That's the thing now is I kind of feel like we have to. Especially, look, FAMU is screwed. We're coming for them on Saturday. What are they, the Rattlers? The Rattlers are, they're rattled right now because you've poked the bear a little bit. Louisville's awake. There, you no longer have the confidence if you're FAMU of playing a winless team. It's over. We're going to win that game. I already guaranteed victory before. Now I'm really guaranteeing. I'm double guaranteeing victory. We're going to win that game. And then you get Lipscomb next week. It is a weekday game. It's a winnable weekday game. And if we somehow were to do the show here and not over there at the OG and Louisville were to lose to the Bisons and you know break snap this. It would be our fault. It would feel like it was our fault. It was snapped the when was the last time we won back to back games? That's the that's my question. Well, last season at some point, but it's been a while. It it, it had been a while. It remi- but like also with the whole like curses and stuff, you know, people got people were furious with me last night putting out that stat about 131 and 0 since 2004 when leading by more than 10 at halftime. ESPN totally just ripped the stat and screwed it up. They, they threw it out there at halftime. Uh, after halftime, they read it aloud, and they said it was by 10 points or more. The stat is more than 10 points. Although Kelly Dickey thinks I've got the numbers a little bit wrong. He's like, I think it's 129. Regardless, it's a lot of games in a row. Kelly Dickey's wrong. Now, Kelly Dickey, I'm sure he's right. I know. But I wasn't going to correct it after. Like He's like, he's like I've got this. And I was, like, I was like, well, I'm not correcting it now. It's out there. So that's how you also know that ESPN just completely ripped it off. But I threw that stat out there. You would have thought that I just like guaranteed a loss. I mean, everybody just, just coming at me. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Ain't no curses. As Gary Gaines once famously said, or didn't say, in the fictionalized Friday Night Lights movie, ain't no curses. We were going to win that game. Trevor also texted, be there in three minutes, five minutes ago. He did. He's, you know, he's not a man of promise. He's, he's, truthiness is, is what Trevor deals in. But the cards last night, I don't even really know how to. Like, I feel, I guess you have to preface any conversation about last night's win with the fact that I'm fully aware of the fact that this, in the grand scheme of things, changes nothing. Louisville is not suddenly an NCAA tournament team. It doesn't excuse the fact that we started 0-9 and looked so hapless through the first three weeks of the season or first five weeks of the season. It doesn't like, portend great things now for the Kenny Payne era. I'm aware of all this. I don't care is what I'm saying. Right now, in this moment, I don't care. I am here to celebrate a victory. I'm here to celebrate a fact that this this team that had looked so inept offensively shot 54% from three, 13 of 25, shot 52.4% from the field, made 19 of 20 free throws. For the first time this year, had more assists than they had turnovers. That's the big one. That's my favorite one. And the fact that they, a team that had been averaging 57 points per game 
hung 94. I don't care that Western wasn't playing great defense. I don't care that they're coached by Rick Stansberry, who, like, if you followed me for any period of time, you know how I feel about Rick Stansberry. Thank God for Rick Stansberry. The fact that this team, the one that we've watched play the first nine games, plus two exhibitions of the season, could hang 94 on anybody seemed unfathomable going into last night. And yet here we are, 94 to 83. All things considered, one of the most inexplicable offensive performances that we've seen from a Louisville team in any sport. I'm I'm not going to poo-poo that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, one and one nine. I'm happy today. The players should be happy today. The coaches should certainly be happy today. Anybody who cares deeply about Louisville basketball should be happy today. Should we be happy about the overall state of the program? Of course not. But for right now, in this moment, we've all earned the right to have a brief respite from the gloom and doom that has dominated our lives since late October, early November. And that's where we are today. The details of the game, I think, matter less than the fact that we saw this squad for the first time all year play their asses off for 40 straight minutes. Two hours of pure energy, pure heart, pure effort. Even if they had collapsed late and lost that game, which I know every Louisville fan had in the back of their mind with the cards leading by 11, but Western making a mini run with two and a half minutes to go, even if that had happened, I think you would have had to have saluted the fact that they played, they did what we've been asking them to do. They played all out. They played like this mattered to them. That's my biggest, like the, the red hot shooting, I, I get that it's not sustainable. And people are like, well, they're not going to shoot 13 of 25 from three. Every, of course not. The stats are going to go down. The offensive numbers, this is probably going to prove to be something of an outlier long term. The bigger thing than any of that, the turnovers, assist ratio, whatever, is that they played hard. They played like they cared about being Louisville basketball players for the first time this season. We've seen it in spurts. We saw it at the beginning of the Cincinnati game. We saw it at the beginning of the Arkansas game. We've seen it from time to time. You know, The way they closed the game against uh, Appalachian State, the way they closed the game against Bellarmine to a smaller extent. This was the first time that they've done it for a full 40 minutes. And it was... I don't know what happened between Saturday afternoon and last night. Whatever it was, let's keep doing it. Let's keep that around. Because the team that sleptwalked through an ass-kicking from a 2-9 and nine Florida State team did not resemble whatsoever the team that we saw last night. And Kenny seemed more fired up. He did. I think he said the things that... He said the things after the game that we wanted him to say for a long time, that we've been waiting to hear from him. Um... I mean, yesterday's show, we focused a lot on the fact that his messaging has been has been bad. He hasn't gone into depth about what the problems are or how he thinks. We haven't seen that same fire. The video of him that made the rounds yesterday where he was back at UK talking about, like, you know, this this is UK. This is, you know, we, we're not going to baby you. You've got to get things figured out. He kind of gave that message last night. He got asked after the game the question that I think he had to get asked, which was, you know, this wasn't the exact phrasing, but like, what the hell changed between what we've seen all season and what we just saw tonight? And his quote was, we talked about leading up to this game, whatever your insecurities are, whatever your excuses are, it's over. Let's go win games. There are no excuses. Whatever happened in the past, even if it was in high school, even if it was when you were 10 years old, even if it was last year, that's over. Let's get over it. Let's start new. Let's go prove to people that you belong. Let's stop having teams come in here and walk out of here with confidence. Let's understand where you are. We're at Louisville. This is a place that traditionally has been one of the most fierce places to play, one of the most fierce teams to ever face consistently over years. Respect that. Go out and know that you're fighting for more than just yourself. It's not about you. 
It's about everybody else. That's the response that we've been looking for. That's the the tone, the theme that we've been looking for from Kenny Payne. We finally get it. And I don't know if that was the the, the theme that he was providing for the last four days. Whatever he's been doing, they clearly looked motivated in a way that we have not seen from this team so far. Again, it's not just about the shooting. It's not just about the offense. It's not just about cutting down the turnovers. It's not about L. Ellis having a career game with 30 points and 10 assists. It's about the fact that they cared. They, they played... If they play that way the rest of the season, just the effort level, I'm fine with with whatever happens. I'm I, are there still red flags? Is there still concern about long term under Kenny Payne? Of course, but as far as this group is concerned, we just want to see them play hard. They did that last night. Look at the results. You get Kamari Lands playing well. Sidney Curry signs of life. Brandon Huntley Hadfield continues to be solid. I thought Mike James gave you a lot. Jalen Withers, despite being in foul trouble, comes in and gives you a double-figure scoring effort, crashed the glass with some more intensity last night. All of it was good. All of it was fun. And you saw the reaction. I think the other big thing that I took away from the game was you saw the reaction in the locker room. There was, You have to ask questions when the team is 0-9, off to a historically bad start. Have the players lost faith in the, in the culture that Kenny Payne is trying to instill? Is the message not getting through? Do they not? Do they just not buy into this guy and what he's trying to to sell them? And if you saw the reaction when Kenny Payne walked into that locker room and answered all those questions, I mean, all the kids, even the ones who didn't play a whole lot last night, like Hersey Miller, barely saw the floor. He's dumping water on Kenny Payne. They're all going nuts. It was just a cool moment to see. Again, does it excuse being one and nine? Does it make me happy about where we are? Should it make anybody happy about where we are? Of course not. But in this moment, yes. I'm happy. The players are happy. We should all be happy. It was an earned moment by that squad. I'm glad they got it. I loved when Sidney Curry tried to go up on Jamarion Sharp. I did too. It was nice. I mean, he at least... It, it, His just, hand didn't even end up above the rim, but I loved it. He still needs to get a little bit better shape, but he was trying last night, which is something that I think we haven't been able to see him say. Now, Trevor Kelsey is here. TK, that, how, was, the, that was the creaky door you heard. Yeah. How are you? What's going on? Where were you? No matter what could happen and bad could be going on, it doesn't all matter because we got a win last night. It would have been a little bit. The win would feel a little bit better if we got on the air on time. Yes. Thankfully, uh, thankfully I thought Pat- Patrick did everything he could perfectly. It was nothing to do with him. Uh, I got to say, if I knew what Calvin looked like, I would have been. <laughs> we would have been on the air a little bit earlier because I would have went and got him. Cause well, better if you know what he looks like. He's he's a very secretive man. He was in here when I got here, and he, I didn't he, know who it was, he, and he, he just kind of walked him, out. He keeps himself at a very at a very low level. He's like Bruce Wayne knowing who Batman is. Uh, but, yes, um, there's nothing you – I mean, I kind of rest easy a little knowing that if I'd been here, I wouldn't have known how to fix it either. The question but, becomes: out, Are we allowed to be mad at you? Oh like, yeah, you can be furious. Okay, at me. good. Because I, I didn't want to be mad. I was like, didn't want to put anything on Twitter, being like, "TK is not here." Oh, you're Where's more than welcome to be furious. Now at I me. can be mad at you. So yeah. that's good because no. I was, I was concerned. Like I was a legit. Because like, you never, this never happens. You're never, you, you never like not answer the phone. You never just don't show up. I was very worried. Dugan couldn't get a hold of your mom. Like we all were very. I, I was scared. But I, now I'm happy that I get to be mad. As simple as the, I have no idea how or why, but I literally did not wake up to write 325. 
Okay. Well, that, now I'm happy. Now I'm, that's good. I mean, you can be happy mad. I'm happy mad. You can be happy mad. I'm happy mad. You can be happy mad. That's, you can be mad happy. You can be you can be. How mad. did you not set multiple alarms? You can alarms? be happy. I we do. won a basketball <laughs> game last go. night. It's the most important show of the year. How do you not have five alarms set? I the Yahoo it. guys got some great NFL love, analysis from I, 3 to 345. I love how I got past the I'm relieved. Now I'm just going to yell at you because now the mad part. Pretty goes. much. So here comes the, That's where we are here now. Here comes the levels of them. I was scared to put on Twitter like, Damn it, TK. Like, that's why we're not on the air because I didn't want to, like, find out something terrible would happen. Like, Trevor got in a car crash on the yes, year or something. Exactly. I would, I would have called if I was in, if I'd been in a car. I would, I would, well, I, I would have made the, the, I would have made the EMT guy like, you're calling. Call this number. I was worried you didn't have the capacity to call. I'm that glad you're that dedicated. Oh, I'm that dedicated. I'm glad yeah. you're dedicated enough to make the EMT call, but not dedicated enough to wake up. I have no idea. What, I mean, just, my first thought as a worrier was like, something terrible has happened to him. Like, you know, he's just, who knows? My second thought was like, oh, my God, maybe he got arrested or something. Well, my alarms were going off. When I went, my phone was, was beeping, and mom was just goes, are you off today? And just suddenly I woke me up, and I'm like, no. And I'm just, I mean, I'm wearing the exact same. I didn't even change. I just, I, I smoked one cigarette. You're not wearing pants, folks. No, I'm not. Well, my third thought was going commando. you went Scotty Smalls. And it was the shock of Louisville's first win was just too much for you. You just <laughs> you couldn't process it, and you just you like had a, a bursted brain thing where you just you're like I, time means nothing to me. Radio me. I don't even know where I am. Louisville won a basketball game. It blew a, a fuse in my in myself. Maybe it was the fact that I did during watching that game remoted back to 15 year old Trevor. You remoted back. Oh yeah, remoted back. Okay. He's remote like click. Okay. You didn't revert back? No, no, I remoted back. You, okay. you, you ever seen the movie Click? You know, very sad, very awful movie. I've never seen it. You're not missing much. It's the most depressing, supposedly, quote, comedy you'll see. It's like a comedy the whole way, and then just kind of, like, it's tries not, to, like, Truman show you. Yeah, except it never makes you laugh. Anyway, the point is, is that I remoted back, and I mean, it, well, like, when Trainer hits a three at the buzzer at the halftime, I'm pounding my chest. I'm jumping up and yelling. No, same. I'm, I'm getting into the game. I'm screaming my... The dogs start barking. Mom, my mom thinks something's wrong. She like comes running down the hallway. She's like, "Is everything okay?" Like she hasn't heard this excitement in me in probably three years. I mean, it was, I, it was, it was the most fun I've had watching a basketball game. I, I mean, I don't even know. Probably more even than anything last year, including the Bahamas and the group. It was a like, lot of fun because you kept kind of wondering. Here's, I want to start with this because we mentioned I mentioned the effort and how it was, it's all we've been wanting to see. And like yes. on yesterday's show, we kept talking, you know. And Jan, we love you. I, you said you were going to listen. Hopefully, you stuck in there with the technical difficulties. And if there's ever a show you should listen to, every minute of it, it's today. This is your day, Jan. Oh yeah, this is your day. This we had to for sign you, for you in the student section last night. Props to the guy who had the student section uh, with Jan saying, "Jan says be positive." All we wanted, and I kept saying yesterday. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to be the angry yelling guy on the radio. I always think it's lame, but it's how I genuinely feel right now. Like I, I'm, this is not. I'm not. This is not being done for effect. I'm yelling because we've never been this bad. All the stats are out there. All the numbers are out there. The poor 41 team. Take the champagne off ice. You guys are off the hook. And we're not seeing any improvement. Did win two games though. <laughs> oh yeah, how are you feeling about your bet? I'm feeling hold, awesome. Hold on. Go let him finish though. Yeah. All we wanted to see were signs of progress. And the main progress that we want to see, the, the first step, the first bar to clear, the bar that's like three inches off the ground, is just playing hard. Just giving that effort, just showing that you give a damn, that you care at least as much as we do about this, hopefully more. And the problem with this team is they've shown that 
just not for a full game. Whenever adversity hits, the slightest thing starts to go wrong. They just, I've used the, the analogy before, they let a handful of snowflakes turn into an avalanche. It becomes a full-out squall, a winter storm. They get covered, and they're just done. Like, they'll, the Cincinnati game, the three at the end of the half, I felt like it just buried them. It took away all their momentum. They were done in the second half. Arkansas gets a couple of steals and a couple of dunks. It turns into, like, 17 steals and 25 dunks, and you get blown out. Last night, they come out, they play hard for the first segment. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is better than what we've seen recently. The offensive execution looks okay. They're playing hard. They're competing defensively. They're getting on the glass. we got Jalen Withers getting a technical, getting into it with guys. Like, this is – they're acting like they care a little bit. Then – see Curry showing life. Curry showing life. That's a big thing, yep. A couple of turnovers, a couple of fast-break dunks for Western. We try the zone out, and right away – you get Frampton drilling a three in your face. It's 18 to 10. Granted, he was like six steps out. He was. The line, but nonetheless, yeah. Also I mean, a 60% three-point shooter. Yeah. Right? Maybe get a hand in his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. That was on Fabio. 18 to 10 is the score. And you're like, this is the moment. Like, this is when we have seen this team consistently for the first five weeks of the season just fold their tent. They let a couple of bad plays in a row completely take them out of the game. This is where Western has the opportunity to run away with this thing. Or. If something has changed, this is where they fight. The next two possessions after that timeout, Louisville gets back-to-back steals, back-to-back fast-break layups. They come out swinging. And from that point forward, it was on. Like, they never stopped fighting. you got guys diving for loose balls on the ground. You've got guys getting into it with uh, in, in the paint against bigger, more talented, more physical post players for Western. You've got the defense was not great because of a lack of communication a lot, but you've got guys trying out there. You've got offensive execution like we haven't seen in a long time. I know Western's defense is, is not great, but you still don't get wide-open shots against anybody without effectively running something or doing something the way that it's supposed to be done, and that's what Louisville was doing last night. And again, they just kept competing. You were waiting for that Western run. You were waiting for Louisville to fold. There was a gigantic nervous energy throughout, I was going to say in the building, throughout the entire city. You could feel it permeating through Everybody's terrified. And they just never folded. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know what changed, but it was so refreshing. And it also kind of made you feel like, look, I don't know if this can be a 10-win a team. It's, I certainly don't think it can be like a 13-14 win team. But if they keep doing this in ACC play, they're going to beat a couple of teams. Yeah, this team, th- if this team is the team that we've seen majority of the year, this was a 13-14 win team. Now, can they reach that plateau where they're at now playing this way? I don't know. And I don't think so. Because some of the, all of those wins that would have been added to that thirteen fourteen have come and gone the wayside, and they're they're past us. Mm-hmm. But the, one of the big things to me was last night was when when Fabio comes in, and that I mean in the small dose he plays at the point, allowing Ellis to kind of get in that groove totally. and, and feel and feel confident, you know, and, and just kind of get into a, a rhythm playing off the guard where he played really well. Coming off the guard, getting it, getting the ball, and, and even whether it be shooting for himself or creating, once he got off, got the ball in his hands, but the ball didn't start in his hands. And I worried when he went away from Fabio and, and kind of went back to Ellis and thought, okay, don't let this be the moment. But Ellis kind of kept that groove going, and I felt like that him being able to hit the right passes on, on when he's penetrating, when he's able to make the right decisions, just really is what made this team an offense click. I mean, one hundred percent, it was all with him and. I don't know if I would say start him at the two and just, I mean, I don't know how many more minutes you can expect to get out of him. They only got 11 out of him last night. 
all very productive 11 minutes. I'm a little surprised he didn't play a little more than that, especially late in the game when they were pressing and trying to get the ball out of Ellis's hands. I'm surprised he didn't go back with him, but nonetheless, it worked in the long run, so I'm not going to complain too much. But that was, to me, like what really got this team and this offense clicking. I mean, this is a team that had three turnovers in the first 90 seconds. Three in the first 90 seconds of the game, of it game action. It felt like here we go again. And I felt that's exactly how it felt. And the next thing I know, it's halftime, and we have six turnovers. I'm thinking we end the game with, what, 16 or 15 turnovers, I think, something like that, 12? 13. 13. We, 17 assists, So, turnovers. So 10 turnovers, after the first, three in the first 90 seconds, just 10 the rest of the game. That is like going from crawling to marathon running. Now, I made that the same point. Beautiful. We did a podcast today, and I said the exact same thing. I think when Fabio came in, it changed things. You've got L. Ellis, a guy who has been open about the fact that he gets down on himself. He, he's hard on himself a little bit. He can be taken out. You saw his body language when he threw that pass, which was 17 feet over uh, Brandon Huntley had. Yeah. Head. Like, he, he kind of had this, this, you know, oh, no. He's, I've said it many times, I know he's going to be our point guard because we, mostly out of necessity, he's not a natural point guard. No, he's not. It is not his best position. When you allow him to play off the ball, I think it takes away some pressure. He's not thinking as much. He kind of allows himself to get into the game. And Fabio, who is a, like, I agree with you. He might start. I think we we might be better served if he starts or plays more minutes. I think we can all say that while also agreeing he is limited in what he can do. Oh, yeah, he is. He is not the type of player who, we sh- who should be seeing big-time minutes for a program like Louisville, at least not right now. I think he's got a lot of potential, but he struggles with his left hand. You saw Western completely making him try to go left. He's not a great defender. His outside shot always is coming up short, but he is serviceable enough that you can play him and have L play off the ball and have it not kill you. He also can do some good things in transition. If, He's crafty with the if ball. You can get, if you can get 15, 16 minutes out of him, just enough to where, I mean, he didn't have to do anything individually except for allow Ellis to play off the ball and get into rhythm. Just don't screw up. And just get into rhythm. And if you do that, that right there alone, no matter, his stat sheet is 15 minutes, 0 of 3 shooting, uh, one assist and two turnovers. But he, but he did what he gets Ellis, helps get Ellis in the mindset he was like last night. Then, then, then it outweighs everything. That's worth it, 100%. And that's exactly what happened. Ellis gets into the flow of the game, sees a couple of shots go through the basket, stops thinking so much, just allows himself to play. And from that point forward, he was great. And we were, we had been long overdue for one of those games, like we saw a couple of times last year, where Ellis just goes full-on God mode. Like, he just he can't miss. He's, he's in the zone. He's playing with that level of confidence. We saw it against UNC last year. We saw it against Michigan State last year. We've seen it a couple of other times. And finally last night, we get that effort from him. He was tremendous. Again, first player in college basketball this season to have at least 30 points and at least 10 assists in the same game. He has those numbers exactly at 30 and 10. And he's the reason why I think his his confidence permeated throughout the rest of the team. When he started playing with confidence, everybody else started playing with confidence. More people got into the game. And it was just and it did it all started with with Basili coming into the game and not just making some plays in transition, getting a couple of steals, but really allowing L. Yeah. To it's relax not and, and not make mistakes at the point guard position. That was a big thing last night. And it can be it can continue to be a big thing if he's able to play that position. Not, not to mention the last night was the best game in Louisville from start to finish to, to, in terms of spacing on offense that I've seen all season. I mean, everyone was new to kind of clear the way. And you saw that. And as a result, what do you get? You get Hunley Hatfield with wide open shots from the corner. You get Lands getting wide open shots. Trainer getting wide open shots. I mean, it helps to be able to get the penetration that Ellis does to collapse the defense and allow that to happen. But you also got to also have the spacing and Ellis making the right decisions when he got into the lane. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just a, it was the global team that we, we've been kind of wanting to see and that we've known that we could see 
all year long, at least from my perspective. No, I'm with you. I, I think, I mean, defensively, there's still a ways to go. But Big thing is also Curry wanting to be out there and look like drying almost. He did. He played hard. There, there was that one play where, like, Ellis makes an unreal dive into the, the, the crowd to save a pat, a ball. It's like bouncing, that. and Sydney kind of like walks towards it, and the Western guy beats yeah, him there. I'm like, Sid, that man. That was like in McKnight, too. Dove on the feet and took it from his feet. I was yeah. like, Sid, my man. Like, you know, we got Ellis out here giving his entire body up for the team. Like, all you had to do was casually jog a few more steps, and you could have had that ball. I was off an offensive rebound, too. I was, And then they scored, like, right away. I was, I I was kind of frustrated at that point. But it was, uh, besides that, he was competing inside. He was finishing around the rim. He was getting some offensive rebounds. It was all very encouraging to see. And I think Patrick brought it up before I, I chimed in. The the other exciting moment for me with Curry was when he tried to cram on Sharp. Yeah. I mean, he should have gone two hands. Tried Probably didn't need to go try to go one hand on him. But he the effort was there. And just the fact when he got the ball, and I'm like, he's going to try to cram. He's going to do it. And he tried to. I loved, just the effort of trying to do it is something we hadn't seen in eight games. I mean, I was worried in the first five minutes that, that Jamarian Sharp was going to have 17 blocks last night. We like, It was almost like we refused to acknowledge that he was 7-5. Like, surely I can shoot this ball through him. We got a lot better about it as the game went on, and L challenged him at the rim a couple of times and beat him. Like, they, like had that extra step, used his quickness, finished on the other side of the rim. Basile did the same thing a couple of times. Like, we were really aware of his presence more after the first segment and I think handled it really, really well. Also defensively, we – did a better job of locating their shooters after the first few minutes. Yeah, we weren't going to let ACOT and, and Frampton just kill us with catch-and-shoot stuff. They still played pretty well. But it was more Davian McKnight getting into the lane and just being a, 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 a bully. Like, that dude's a dog. Yeah. Like, like, he is absolutely the kind of guy that you love having in your program. Uh, he's fantastic. And they'll go, I think, as far as he can take them this year. But Next Once Louisville realized his, his one move is, I'm going to Euro step into the lane. I'm just going to push you, body you out of the way. And... I, but I have no height. Once Louisville decided we're not going to let you bump us out of the way, he kind of was eliminated slightly. A little bit. I mean, he also he's a good mid range shooter. I mean, he, f- he finished with I think twenty five points. This is after he scored thirty two in their last game. Yeah, he's he's really good. And it's it's hard to be a guard who scores that much in this day and age without having an outside shot. And that's not yeah. I mean, he doesn't doesn't make threes. Um, but it was again what we saw before the game. What we saw. I mean, people were saying. They had renewed energy. They had more bounce in the in the pregame warmups than we've seen recently, and it certainly carried over to the actual game. And then the celebration after the game, I thought was was fantastic to see. L. Ellis was clearly touched uh, during the postgame press conference. Kenny Payne was giving us the type of answers that we've been waiting to hear. And maybe he does listen. Maybe you're right. Maybe he does listen to all these shows, listen to all this stuff. I hope he doesn't. I hope no coach listens to any of this. But it did. I feel- hope they listen to every minute of it. I hope they don't. It, if I was them, I would not listen to any of it. But it did feel like he was speaking directly to some of the, the, the main criticisms that we've had, not on this show, but just everywhere. And it was it was comforting to hear him say some of the things that we've been waiting to hear him say. So, again, a celebratory night. If you got caught up in the emotion, that's fine. I know it's, it's – look, hopefully we never have to go through a start like that ever again. <laughs> but to get away from that, to get away from the – I mean, it was our first win in 281 days. 281 days between Louisville basketball victories should never, ever, 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 ever happen, and hopefully it never does again. Hey, we may, we may, we may not be what we were, but we're still going to be king of the state. And one down and one more to go, UK. Well, we've already lost development. That doesn't count. Louisville's not part of Kentucky. They're not, according to the NCAA, they don't, they, don't, they don't acknowledge them as Division One yet. Well, so no, we, they do. <laughs> they just can't no, 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 you can't be the tournament. You're not acknowledged. Sorry. Hey, Scotty, you got a promise? Don't blame me. Blame the NCAA, buddy. I don't think that's the way. I'm just going by their rules. We're at best we can win a tiebreaker. (laughs) 
Can we get Murray on the schedule somewhere? Well, Bellerman just beat Murray. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, well uh, who was it that Bellerman lost to? Moorhead? Moorhead. They lost yeah. to Moorhead. We'll, get, we'll beat Moorhead and that'll end the tiebreaker. We need to have a big tournament. And Kentucky beat Bellerman. Kentucky so beat how, Bellerman. how's that fall into this? Oh, God, stop it. Lead, lead my, enjoy it. Swerve into my analogy. We're going to be the kings of the state. Again. Moorhead did beat Kentucky State. <laughs> and Kentucky Christian. State. Kentucky also beat Kentucky State. Ah. And we beat Western, okay? If we beat UK, I feel like we're right in the middle of a tiebreaker. Actually, Morehead may win this thing. I think they're four and zero against Kentucky schools. You might know what Danville's done so far against everybody. Dan- I don't think Danville was a college. <laughs> talking about center, center, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't think they played any D one competition. I saw Campbellsville. Uwe Pui they, they be- lost to both Morehead and Uwe Pui <laughs> beats Balding. So, well, Uwe Pui's not. A I know, Kentucky but school. I'm. If Uwe Pui beat them, they're not in contention. Spal- Pui, Pui doesn't um, exist. Oh, Spalding's out. Spalding's out. Spalding's out. Yeah, they're, they're out of the race. Is Sullivan re- re- regrouped the team or not, or do we know? Not that I know of. I okay. don't think so. We're unaware of that. The Fighting Mary Rutherfords, no. How about Wagner? No. <laughs> no. Texas says Jan's now powering up like Thanos. It's a big day for Jan. This is all for Jan. The positivity radiated throughout that building last night. Like the, the maiden omen. I'm like, this is all for you, Jan. I thought about Jan it's last night. It's all for you. I was like, you know what? Kudos, Jan. You've been rewarded. Your faith, the power your of positivity. positivity, your great outlook on life, it's making all the difference tonight. It's the reason why we're beating the absolute crap out of Western Kentucky. I did, I mean, it, apparently these kids didn't need to be yelled at. They need to be coddled. Now, let me ask both of you, because I mentioned the nervousness permeating throughout the, the, the city in the final minutes when Louisville was holding on for a victory. How nervous, let's admit it. How nervous were you all? How, how likely did you think that, that it was that we may find a way to blow this thing and let Western right back in the game and have them win a league? Oh, 65% chance. With three minutes to go, we're up by 12. I, and and we're, we're just kind of almost in a prevent level at this point, and I did not like that. There was some nervous energy. I thought we're going we're gonna to somehow find a way. Because at that point, I didn't even want to just win the game. I wanted to win it. I wanted to win it, I don't want to say impressively, but without doubt. I didn't, want, I didn't want it to have a good game, and then we come through in the end, and it looks like we just get by with the skin of our teeth. Or we, or we, or we, or we trip over our own two feet on the way to the finish line. I did not want – I need. I, I wanted a, a positive and just decisive win, and which is what we got. Patrick? Uh, I'd say with – were we is – it, was it around 12-13 with like five minutes left? Yeah, it got down to 11 a couple of times. Yeah, that's probably when I was most nervous, but I don't think – I don't think I ever went over 50%. Like, I think we're probably going to lose this game. Based on how we were playing, I thought we kind of turned it off there for a second. I thought we could turn it right back on if we wanted to, if they started getting getting it a little bit too close. I didn't like to turn off that. When, I would have been. that prevent just worried me. I, I would have been 15 times more nervous if there had been anybody besides Rick Stansberry on the opposing bench. I would Greer texted me and he's like, "Are they going to do this? Are they going to fall apart?" And I was like, "If it was anybody besides Stansberry, I'd already be accepting a loss." Because it was him, I was like, "We got this." Like we, the best part about that was I texted Greer that, and then Danny, uh, who did the podcast with on our like U of L like text group, was like, "Anybody besides Stansberry?" And I'm crapping myself a little bit right now, but I, like, we're on the exact same page. Rick Stansberry is not a good coach. Like there's there's no way around. He's, he'll get you talent. He'll get you some nice regular season wins. He's not going to get you where you want to go. Multiple programs have found this out over the past 25 years. And last night, I just I had so little faith in his coaching ability that despite what I had seen with my own eyes with this Louisville team for nine games plus two exhibitions, I was like, we got this. I'm not, I'm not nervous. I, again, at halftime, I throw that stat out there. wasn't nervous. 
No, no, no nerves whatsoever. Will you ever see that from me again at any point the rest of the season? Probably not. But for this night, no nerves. So are you no curse. Are you saying that you you you're not any more confident with Payne and his coaching ability after this game than you are just confident you knew how bad Stansbury was to going into the game? No, I'm not saying that. I feel better about Kenny Payne. Okay. I'm not sold because he... Well, you shouldn't after one game anyway. Yeah, I mean. again, especially against Rick Stansbury. I, <laughs> Let's throw that out there again. <laughs> the verdict is... The, the word's still out on Kenny Payne. I know who Rick Stansbury is. I've known who Rick Stansbury is for a long time. Last night was just exhibit Y. Like, I, I, it was the, the, the 500,000th piece of evidence that I've seen. It's a lot the, of letters. In the Rick Stansbury case. I feel good about it. I love how he, like... He he said in his post game what you have to say after you lose to an zero and nine team. He's like, you just got to give him time. Just got to just give him oh, time. Yeah, he's a great coach. <laughs> you got to you know, you, be patient with him, Louisville fans. He knows what he's doing. Clearly, if he beat me, then clearly he knows what he's doing. I want to give a big middle finger to a group of people, um, always, but especially today, the Western fans who are Western slash Louisville fans who sided with Western last night because we're zero and nine. Mm mm. Can't do that. Can't do that. Okay. I'm glad you guys lost. I'm glad you were the first loss. I'm glad it was you, not Florida A&M. I hope you're crying today. I hope you feel bad about the choices that you've made in life. Now, you mocked me, but can I, can, can we come back to the, this is the first of a three-game winning streak? It's certainly possible. I didn't mock you. I said I, I said we're definitely winning two in a row. I mocked myself more, more than anything, I think, when, after you asked me if that's what I was saying. I mean, we're beating Florida A&M on Saturday. Lipscomb will find out. We have a, Lipscomb is not better than Western Kentucky. Is Florida A&M Day going to be like DePaul Day? I don't go that far. We we don't use that term anymore. Now is it's this, been retired. Are we gonna are we gonna sit around like after you know after you know SCLU won their first game and they're at the party and they're enjoying the frog legs and 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 the coach is going on. This is what you had to do. This this and this and then the then we have you know the one of the kickers goes. Yeah, but that and LL is scoring thirty points and dropping ten assists. A little bit. I mean, is there's it, certainly part of that. You know, is the water boy getting twelve sacks helps too. That too. I mean, because you're not going to get thirty and ten out of L's on a regular basis. I mean, it's no, but you accept that. But we're also, I mean, against Florida and against Lipscomb, at least. I, I don't think either of those two teams are as good as Western Kentucky is. You don't need that no. type of effort to beat those two teams. Do you need it to be? Might be better coach. You know, though. NC State or teams that we have coming up on the schedule in conference play. For sure, but and hopefully, I mean, the hope I, th- I think is that the effort from Ellis carries over to some other guys. I mean, you saw Kamari Lance last night play his best game. He had yeah. 15 points, showed a, more confidence than we've seen from him. We know Mike James. We know that he has the ability to be a guy who can get you 15, maybe 20 points. Well, um, defensively, James looks so bad. So, on some he does. The defense overall was not great last night. I mean, they got lost a lot. Um but they tried new things. I mean, they, they did bust out a little bit of his own. They did Which we've seen him use a little bit. Sporadically. But yeah, mostly yeah. when they're already down by like 20. And yeah. You know, we haven't seen them play zone at key moments when you need big time stops. And they, I mean, certainly you saw the, the, the clip of J.J. Trainer just not having any idea that he's supposed to be falling back to, to protect the rim. Oh, yeah. And giving up a wide open, open dunk. I think that was the second possession that we had played zone. There's still stuff like that. They're still learning. They're still trying to figure all that out. But it was nice to see Kenny Payne try something new because, again, like we, I said a million times, we've been doing the same old stuff and getting the same results. Just try something different. See if it sticks. At this point, it's not like if you lose the game, it's going to hurt your NCAA tournament resume. That's not where our focus should be. We should just be focused on trying to get better. And they tried some new things last night. Like Everything that we wanted to see from this team 
everything that we've been asking to see from this coaching staff, they gave us last night. The results may not continue to be like as good as they were on, on Wednesday night, but as long as they keep trying, like that's we're, you're going to be supported. And you heard that from the crowd last night. It was it reminded me of the football crowds that we've we've seen at times last season, where the stadium's not nearly as full as you'd like it to be. It's not like the old days, but the people who are there are loud and enthusiastic as hell. And I think that's that was the case last night. It was, you know, I, I know that Corey Alexander's like, the lower bowl's full here. I'm like, Corey, we've got eyes, man. Like, you, you guys are showing the crowd on your, your broadcast. We can see that it's not full. My favorite but who was, the people who were there were insanely loud, and that, that really carried through. My favorite part where he was confused on who was rooting for who because apparently he's colorblind, and he, they didn't, they had, they, since they went with the same color scheme, he didn't know that. You couldn't tell the difference between what fan was rooting for what team. No, I didn't. Really, I, they, 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 I thought they were saying because some of the, the fans were wearing red and black. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, since they're all wearing red and black, he can't. They all look the same to him, I guess. I don't, I'm not colorblind, so I don't know how it looks to somebody, but that's apparently they no, were, thought, they were pointing catch, it out. I, I thought he was, was seeing the same clothes. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch the colorblind part. Yeah, they said he was colorblind, man. But it was it, it was a again a celebratory night. It was very cool hearing. I mean, people who were there at the game sending me videos and, and saying about how you know just how good it felt to to get one. We deserved it. Everybody deserved it. No, it, it, it was the crowd. The crowd was pumped. Is you know as pumped as it's going to be for you know Wednesday night. Sure, at nine o'clock in an zero nine team, uh, but it was yeah. It, it felt good. It, it just again, it was probably the most fun I've had watching a basketball game in and since all blast year included. Which is saying something. I mean, it, it's it's not a good thing, but it is a good. It's it is one of those things. It's like not good, but it is. So suck at tops. We got plenty else to get to. But today. I like Western too. I'm, but I'm not like the, I'm not the guy. Yeah, you the went middle, there though. But I'm not the middle finger guy from you. But we're playing Western. I'm rooting for Louisville seven days a week and twice on Sunday. It's not his alma mater, but he went there. No. It's true. I I always used nothing to, is my alma mater technically. <laughs> I definitely was like the the pull for Western when they're not playing Louisville guy growing up. I kind of was like the pull for Kentucky schools, and I still am to an extent. Well, except and then whenever we play them, you realize that like most of their students are grew up as UK fans. Yeah, and so like you know, they're like oh, Western hates Louisville. I'm like, no, they don't. Like they they were they're UK fans who went to school at Western Kentucky, who now cheer for Western in addition to UK, and so they doubly hate U of L, and like that kind of annoys me a little bit. So I, I never feel that bad anymore when we beat Western, and I don't feel that bad that they're the first team that we've beaten this season. There's a large large chunk of the Western fan student base is from Louisville as well. So I mean, whether they're Louisville or Kentucky fans, a little bit. I mean, I, I'd say I'm a majority. I mean, when I was down there, say, a lot of people I talked to, I mean, were either Louisville or Kentucky fans, and just like Western because they go there. Yeah, I, I would say any school in Kentucky because of the state is going to have a majority yeah. of a student body that grew up as, as UK fans. It's just the way it is. But the fact also that we have not lost now back-to-back games against them since the 1950s feels good. We finally ended a streak from the 40s, 50s. A record preserved, which feels good. Yeah. We've now won 27 of our last 31 games against them. The dominance continues. The dominance is back after last season's slip-up. And look, this team did something that last year's team could not do. And it's a positive thing for once. We lost to Western by 10 last year in a game that Western really dominated. And this year, get them by 11. The tables are turning. The cards are back. I love the tweet from Annie Moore, who uh, she used to work at Wave, who was like, there's some guy right now in the second half who just is screaming, the cards are back, baby, the cards are back. And then he spilled his beer and fell down two rows of seats. I'm like, the message still stands. Don't worry about the messenger. Focus on the message. And the point is, the cards are back. And we're feeling good. Is it the Dalai Lama? Is it Dalai Lama doing this? The Dalai Lama or the Dalai Brahma. We've got, to, we've got good karma yeah. all over the place. 
ever since that jersey got to the Dalai Lama, ever since Jeff Brom came back, it's been all good things. And we have a chance. I'm, I'm, I'm going all to Brom on this one. Sure. Some, ever some since they left, ever since he left Purdue, they've had one game they should have lost to Nebraska, and we lost that game to Florida State. But we left town on the team left town on Friday. News got announced on Friday. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. The 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 real the new season started Sunday, and we have a chance now for a week that would include Sunday. We beat UK in women's basketball. We did. We had check. wins, double basketball wins yesterday. Check check. We had, I take it back, Saturday night is when the week started. We had the volleyball win, then the women's basketball win over UK, beat <laughs> Bellarmine last night at Freedom Hall, beat Western Kentucky for our first win at the Yum Center. We've got volleyball tonight against Pitt. We've got the Fenway Bowl Saturday morning. We've got the FAMU game. I know, by two and a half. We've got the FAMU game after that at 2 o'clock, and then potentially a volleyball national championship game Saturday night at 8. Let's have a perfect week, folks. It's all happening. Let's have a perfect week. And it all started with bringing Brom home. All it needed it to be. The Dalai Lama and the Dalai Brahma. We're good. Uh, let's take our first break now. We went a little bit long there because we started a little bit late, and that's fine. Uh, we will. Uh, before we do take that break, reminding you again, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, probably going to be heating this time of year, call our friends over at AirServe. What separates AirServe from the pack is they are available 24-7 to help you out. They've got technicians available every hour of every day. If your heat goes out at midnight, you're staring down a very cold night. You can't make it through. You got small kids. You got pets. What have you? Call them directly at 502-264-9662. There's no hour too early or too late. A technician will come over to your house. They'll fix your problem. They'll make sure that you're sleeping comfortably and safely through the night. The number again, 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Take some text at 502-414-1450 and also a little bit of volleyball and Fenway Bowl talk coming your way. It's a celebratory edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Good to be a winner. Doesn't matter if it's just one. Kenny Payne won that game. It all starts with one, baby. It all baby steps. As Bob said, and what about Bob? Baby steps. Very underrated Bill Murray movie, by the way. It's a great movie. Would you, you, would you rank it in the top ten Bill Murrays? Yeah, I would. Some points say, yeah, this already gets nine that are definitely definitively better. You gotta take baby steps before you start sprinting. Eventually we'll get there, but for right now, the first step had to happen. It did last night. I feel great. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. Again, they're gonna give you a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink if you are a new Refreshing Rewards member. 
Could not be easier. Search it. Uh, Thornton's in your app uh, store on your phone. Find that bad boy. Download it. It's going to save you money at the pump. And inside when you want to taste any of the Thornton's tasty treats and delicious drinks. Texter says, a lot of text about Jan. Again, it's a big day for Jan. We're all big winners today. Jan may be the biggest winner of all. Does Jan, because we don't know like, who Jan actually is. is she, does she, do you think she's bragging well, like she, home into the op, at the office with, with her friends? Somebody had to have let her know that we were talking about her. because, or, or she just lied about not listening to me ever again. Because she definitely was aware that it was a thing. Okay. And she, she texted me today or tweeted at me today saying she was going to listen today. So I hope she is listening. We love you, Jan. We appreciate. We love your positivity. We Jan. love your positivity. You kept it. You we. You know what? You you were there for us. We were down. We were we were out. We were in the gutter. We were just staring at the at the burnt spoon and the and the strap around our arm. We're thinking this is over. It's done. Take us away. And Jan comes in and says, "No, you will stand up. You will be positive. There is light at the end of that tunnel. We have silver lining." It will be done. Not really what happened. She basically was like, <laughs> Mike, I've liked you for a long time. I can't listen to you anymore. And that was it. Damn, my person sounded more dramatic and better. She stayed positive, though. That's that's the point. Uh, Texas says, Jan won that game. Texas says, I agree with Jan about being positive. But yesterday I thought I heard you say that Jan said something positive about Josh Pastner, and that is unconscionable. Well, they're both kind of the same person. They're both very – like, Pastner is the Jan of ACC coaches. Yeah. They have their their positive attributes. You love we having a Jan today. You love having a Jan or a Pastner around. I'd love to have Josh Pastner just like around. He'd make me feel better about everything. Have you heard his his phone answering machine? Oh my God, you, you need that guy. I don't, I don't necessarily want him coaching my basketball team, but I'd like him to have him around when I'm just like in a bad mood. No, I haven't heard his phone answering machine. Oh my God, you haven't you didn't hear that from a couple years ago? No. I'll play it for you during the break. It's incredible. Uh, we may need to play that on the show. Wouldn't it get annoying to just walk around and just like having Pastner's big? Complimenting you over positively every time. Like, That's why I only need him when I'm down. Like, way you go, Mike. That's one hell of a copy pour, buddy. I don't want him when I'm feeling like doing normal everyday things, but when I need a, like, a little pick-me-up, I'd love to have Josh around. It'd be great. If Josh was here from 3 to 3.45, we would have we'd had a little bit better. I could have used I, I could have used Josh today when TK was getting his beauty sleep. That would have been nice. We could Or maybe we could have used Josh at TK's house. Yeah, I'm still ugly. To wake his ass up. <laughs> Texas says Jan is now powering up like Thanos. I think you already read that one. Did I? I just opened it. I guess I'd seen it, but I hadn't opened it. Texture says the semester just ended. It was their strenuous schoolwork holding them back. Better ready now. Well, I told you what it is. It's the 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 Maui fatigue. The Maui, the rest that you need taking that trip. Everybody talks about it. There's a there's a period of time that teams have a Maui hangover. Uh-uh. Ours just happened. You know, some some people get. I'm a person who got a worse hangover back when I would, would drink way too much than most of my friends. It took me longer to bounce back. I needed like the full day. I wasn't ready to get back going again until like 8 p.m. the next night. Did they have that Maui hangover while they were in Maui? Maybe. Maybe. Did they have that Maui hangover before Maui? It's a, it's a long trip, Patrick. <laughs> you, have the, you have the pre-hangover and the post-hangover. We're just now getting over ours. It's, it's got to be the schoolwork. They didn't come to play school. It's schoolwork and it's, it's hangover. It's both. It's everything happening. Uh, Texture says, uh, yeah, I, I know the squeaky door is happening. Patrick did ask the question, what's the worst place for a squeaky door to exist? Because radio station has to be top five. Radio, radio station's up there. Radio station's up there. You, I mean, the, like, maternity ward after for babies, like, when you're trying to, like, 
to get some sleep, that would be a bad place for one. And if it was like the other door, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. If it's this the one to get loud. into the big room. It's very loud. But this is it's between this like the control room and the studio room. Yeah. And when Trevor got here, I was going from the control room to the studio room and we had a lot of moving back pieces in. happening. And it was it was all heard on the radio. That's fine. TJ Walker text, can you all keep opening the creakiest door in America? It is It's the creakiest door ever. It really is. Texture says, Mike, I blame you for the stream. Get the stream working. I can't do it. That's the thing. I keep saying, like, whenever I tweet about when we have technological difficulties, I'm like, we're working on it. I'm like, we is being used very liberally. There. There's, there's nothing I can do. I don't, I don't know. I'm not paid to make that, that part of the equation happen. And that, Patrick was doing all he could. There was a guy on Twitter that uh, he replied to you, is anybody just getting a station talking about the NFL? And I replied to him. I said, uh, I said I'm trying my best to – Trevor's in my A. Would you rather just have commercials? And he 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 I, I he was like, sorry. I just wanted to know if everybody else was having the same issue. I felt bad. It's okay, Jacob. We love you. I'm sorry, Jacob. I saw that. I saw that tweet. The best part was like the everybody was responding with like the bring Brom home guy responding. Like, <laughs> he said, he's like, he's I'm a- working on. It. Everybody's like, oh, Trevor's burner's exposed. I'm like, we don't know where Trevor is. That's the that's the problem there. I, the, I couldn't make the joke about it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm. Terrified the, the about what's happening. The best part was when Bring Brom Home said, can confirm Trevor's caught in an Arby's drive through Can confirm Trevor's caught in an Arby's drive through I was not in an Arby's drive through By the way, I love how I, I Bring Brom Home guy like tweeted something like in my defense or something. And people now obviously think it's me again. Wait, that's what he said. He was like, he's like, I'm, I'm, he made it sound like he was you. And so everybody was like, oh, Trevor's burner exposed. I'm like, we don't know where Trevor is. That's the, <laughs> that's the problem here. It's not, and I, I, so I didn't want to make a joke because I'm like, God forbid, what if something terrible has happened to Trevor? Which again, like now that I've got that out of the way, I can yeah. just be mad at. Oh, you. you can just be totally, yeah, you can you can let him let him fly. But at that moment in time, I was like, no, he, I don't want to tell you why he's not here because I don't know. But he's bring Brom home. If, first of all, if it was you, I'd be even more mad if you're like tweeting from the bring Brom home account <laughs> not, not while we're wondering where the well, hell still you not are in the parking lot hiding. Yeah, I'm like, like what, <laughs> what is going on? Hiding behind a bush. <laughs> I had a question that I wanted to ask. Uh, Ask. About basketball. Okay. Uh, do you would you rather have not play that NC State game and just ride the momentum of the uh, Western Kentucky Florida and M Lipscomb into the Kentucky game? Or are you glad we play one real team in between? It's a good question because I actually had the thought this morning of I'd forgotten that the NC State game existed, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, we could be riding a three game winning streak going into Kentucky. My answer is I kind of wish we didn't have the NC State game, but we still even with the NC State game. It, Let's say something bad happens. Let's say something good happens. That momentum is going to be hard to carry over because we have a full nine days off. Kenny Payne kind of takes the the John Calipari philosophy when it comes to the holidays. Remember Patino, like we would always have a game like right before Christmas and then right after, even if it was UK or not. He, he wanted to have that. He didn't want the team to get sidetracked at all. He wanted them to stay on, on course. Whereas Calipari would let his players go home for the holidays. They would get a full two or three days off. Then they would come back. Everybody would be rested. Kenny Payne's taking that same mentality. Louisville will play the 22nd against NC State, and then they'll have the uh, the holidays to go home, be with their families, and then come back and get ready for Kentucky on the 31st. So even if they win, even if they've won four in a row, that momentum kind of gets stalled. And if you lose to NC State, that momentum kind of becomes, the negative momentum kind of becomes a forgotten thing by the time you get to the UK game. So my answer is, I'd kind of rather not have the game, but at this point, who really cares? I did like somebody asked the question, and I'm such a sicko that I thought about it because I, I think about it. He was like, what would need to happen for us to get an at-large bid? And like I'm like I'm like realistically playing it out in my mind. I'm like, I think we could lose two more regular season games and then one conference tournament game. Twelve losses we'd probably get in. I think that would still happen. 
Who are those two losses to? Who are we who are we letting beat us in this? Somebody good in this dream scenario. So, let's say, well, not UK. I don't want to say that. Let's say like Duke and Carolina. They beat us. I think, and then we lose in the semifinals of the ACC tournament against uh, Virginia. Sure, I I think we get in. I, I haven't looked at the updated net rankings today. We'd have we'd have to get a road win at Virginia. That's fine. On the last game that, of the year, that helps the that helps the resume. Where did we move? So in the net rankings, oh my god, we've, I, I can't even find it. I got to keep scrolling. We have skyrocketed to 347th. One spot behind McNeese, one spot ahead of Stony Brook. Let's go. Only 346 more spots to go, and then we're good. We're trending up, though. Trending up. Hottest team in college basketball is what some people are saying. Texter says, my buddy's dream of Louisville beating WKU came true. He was one of the two in the previous 12-kid dream. Will that... Bring the kids to fruition too. Oh, that was the one of the kids who the guy who had the dream about everybody going to my house. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And Next. and if you put one hundred dollars on the Bellarmine game for Louisville to not cover, and you kept rolling it over, your thirty eight thousand dollars gone, gone, it's Aaron, gone. Aaron judgment. You went too far. We got. I've got multiple people now are texting about the guy who had the dream about me having twelve kids. The very next text, I don't want to say I willed this dub into oh, it's that guy, but I did dream that Louisville would beat WKU. I took the cards money line and willed this game into existence. Man, no. I don't like the fact that you're dreaming. I'm not going to have 12 kids. Well, that guy also took Louisville money line last night. So what's he really know? Because he had a dream. He won, but what's he really know? Their friend group has some. There was one point in time where I thought I had mythical powers with my dreams because a couple of them would come true when it came to like sports stuff. This my powers have transferred to this group. These guys, they're dreaming stuff that's happening, and it makes me a little bit nervous. Let ask them next time they dream something uh, that pertains to gambling to let me know. Make them maybe dream that like Trevor gets here on time every day. Maybe make that happen. Texas, there must be some big news somewhere because Rutherford's stream is down. This was from earlier. Yeah, I mean we don't we have to stay on brand. I wish I could tell you that this was done on purpose because every day that there's big news, there's a show that people want to listen to, whether it's really good or really bad. We have something. Horrible happened here, but this was this was not by design, unfortunately. I think the stream listeners are just more upset than terrestrial radio listeners because there's a lot more text about the stream, and they were both down. Yeah, people get upset. Um, we have not mentioned this yet, and we'll get back to the text line in just a second, but Bobby Petrino is headed back to FBS football. It's a far cry from where he was first rumored to be going, which was Texas A&M and the, and the SEC as an offensive coordinator. He is going to be an offensive coordinator. It's going to be at UNLV. I saw that. Which feels like a horrible combination. It feel, I don't, oh, Hold on. You, th- you think in Petrino in the Sin City is the bad combination? It seems like hiring, I don't know, Scarface to be the offensive coordinator <laughs> at UNLV. I mean. The coach of the Colombian national team? I don't know. Like, it, it, I would think Sark would be a worse combination to put in, in Cincinnati, maybe. But you're Letting <laughs> the cat be the, the coach of Mice University? I, <laughs> why are you doing this? Why, why are you letting him? And also, he's got less responsibility than he would be if he was the head coach. This man can just run wild all over Vegas. So, Barry Odom's the head coach at UNLV now. Those two will absolutely hate each other. That's going to be great. I mean, for- can, we, can we say that at some point, oh, Petrino is head coach at UNLV within the next two years? I don't know. Is he going to be the head coach? Regardless, I'll tell you this. Will he be at UNLV in two years? Can he last? No. He'll go somewhere else. The big loser in all this is the the rest of the Petrino family because he can't hire them at UNLV. Why not? He's not the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. Like 
where does Ryan Beard go? Where, where does uh, where, where does Nick Petrino go? Where do all, like they followed him to Missouri State when they could have had jobs, kept jobs at FBS schools, and now they're just I don't know. Like, they, Can they at least hook him up at the Mirage or something? There's a Petrino on the staff at Purdue. Is there? Yeah, one of them, one of his nephews or something. Oh, interesting. His last name is Petrino. Well, I would hope so if it was Petrino. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did like the fact that when I woke up, uh, actually when I got back home this morning after uh, doing some tests, I checked Twitter and the first thing that I see is Bobby Petrino trending directly over MILF Manor. Two things that, that just go incredibly well, hand in hand. Petrino, MILF Manor, right there. Poetry. Texas says death taxes in the show being down after big games. Yeah, we know. Um, it was up all last week through all the Jeff Brom coaching news. Thank God it stayed up for Brom Day because that would have been a complete disaster. Texas says Jan's positivity worked. We actually won a game. It was Jan won that game. Texas maybe Trevor isn't good at his job. Hmm. No, it depends what my job. What do you think my job is? Wait a minute, I'm good at my job. Part of it is being here on time. I won't. I'm traditionally good at that. Hmm. And you've been late more times than I have. I don't think that's true at all. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's true at all. Texas, do you think the early technical on Withers uh, and it being a local-slash-rivalry game type helped motivate them? It did feel like the early technical got juices flowing a little bit. There was one point where, because I've asked about Kenny getting a technical, and it's got to be the right timing, just to show that fire. And I did kind of want to see it when Ellis didn't get the foul called on the three-point shot. Because it was a foul. I mean, did he, did, he, did he get the guy off the feet? Did he do the old, you know... Trick and I'm gonna just act like I'm shooting and I'm gonna shoot it when you foul me saying yeah, but he was clearly fouled and it was a no call, a bad no call nonetheless. And that was the point where I was kind of looking, watching TV and thinking, Kenny, if you get a technical right here, I would not be problem. I would have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, Withers gets the cheapest foul calls I've ever seen. He's Wayne Blackshear. It's the same That's thing. A good point. They, 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 I don't know if it's like the body type and like they, they, they kind of move the same way. Whatever it is, they. Both just got the absolute cheapest. Uh, he'll just get like the them. cheapest offensive. He'll get one like super cheap offensive foul a game too. The other thing that we saw from Kenny Payne last night that I thought was outside, and we didn't see it, but I heard from everybody who was inside the, the building last night was there was a after a possession right before a TV timeout where Brandon Huntley Hatfield just did not follow a cutter and got beat back door for an easy bucket. Kenny Payne apparently was just like laying into him, just like letting him have it. All again, all these things that we've kind of wanted to see that people have been clamoring to see from Kenny Payne and to hear from Kenny Payne, we got all of that last night. I don't know what, I don't know why it took this long to get to that point, but like the this is Louisville mentality in his post game speech, the getting after players, getting after officials, inspiring his team to play a full forty minutes, just insanely hard. It was all. It was great. Like it, it was, This is what we've been wanting to see. It doesn't have to be wins and losses. It doesn't have to be perfect basketball. Just this. Just everybody acting like this means something to them. It was wonderful to see. It was refreshing. All because Brom came home. All because of Brom and Jan. Brom and Jan. What a combo. Text says, uh, I'll tell you what happened from Saturday afternoon to last night, Mike. Uh, Jan happened. Thanks, Jan. Text says, I don't even know what that means. To Cal Perry, I think that's a KRC text. That doesn't make any sense to me. Texas, I'm so glad that we can. I'm so glad we won, but can we please either go up strong or absolutely cram the ball down the hoop? I'm tired of these sissy missed layups that don't draw fouls and never go in. I mean, we were better last time. We out, we outscored a team in points in the paint. I mean, Trainer was had a dunk. El, uh, Sydney tried to cram on a seven foot three guy who's in seven five. Yeah, and he, he's he's giving up all foot to almost. I mean, 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's. Uh, I, think, I think we tried to cram a little bit. Uh, Texter also sends in the oh, man the, the shot chart thing. There's a service that like looks at shots and like analyzes whether whether they're good and you know, kind of like basically if you have a crazy shooting night, it lets you know how rare it was that you won based on the shots that both teams took last night. Louisville wins that game 20 percent of the time, and Western Kentucky wins the game 80 percent of the time. I'm mm-hmm. choosing not to believe that because I don't have to. I mean, it's. I don't have to believe numbers. It's because it looks in the stat. It looks. He's like Brandon Hill hit field hitting those two threes in the corner because he came in the game one of seven. Yeah. I mean, he's also. I mean, he was one of seven. He only taken taken seven shots at that point. So I mean, and I think you you could watch him. He's a guy and capable. Of shooting numbers have been yeah. really bad coming into the game, and he was I think thirteen of nineteen. Lands was yeah, a guy that was what like one of eight or something from three coming into the game as and well. He made a, yeah some some shots. Texas says. Um, and I think they're better than those stats we're leading into the game. So not maybe tremendously better, but better nonetheless. Texas, this happens all the time. This happened all the time with Trevor on the morning show. Yeah, all the time. That was the morning show. Not there was the a Twitter account dedicated to it. <laughs> Did Trevor come to work today? But that was the morning show. Not Besides the that, though, he's been great. They would tweet out gifts whenever he was, whenever he was getting on a streak. It'd be like six. They'd start tweeting gifts. This is my first day. I'm, I'm, I had the first day I was late for the show. You've been late. No, 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 no. There have been no, some times no. we've been here like 306, 308. No, well, I'd be, be here. I'd be walking in maybe at 305. But no, I've I'm, I'm not been, no, not that late. Not this late. I mean, you should. Not late in general. This is my first lateness to this show. It's de- very debatable. No, it's, it's it's true. Texas, I thought Trevor was in Brian Brown's basement. <laughs> if something was to happen to me, yes, I want you to look up find Brian Brown. He's joking. <laughs> we say that for legal purposes. <laughs> Allegedly. Texas says extend KP. Eh, come on, guys. We give him an extension already. <laughs> Texas, I love hearing TK's laugh coming through Rutherford's mic when his mic is muted. <laughs> How could you have heard that? I'm in another room. I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I don't think you understand the setup we have going on here. Well, maybe this was yesterday because the door was open between us. Maybe. maybe. Texas says, uh, we've given Sat a lot of crap lately, and deservedly so, but can we all just take a moment and appreciate that he beat Central Florida twice and that we never had to deal with losing to that fan base? Oh, for sure. Do you think he took the Cincinnati job thinking they were going to stay in that division? Knowing, <laughs> he just didn't know. No, because he's like, what? My, my biggest competition is Central Florida? I own them. Well, they're both going to the Big 12. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the right, he's like, he's like, you know what? Their biggest, the biggest rival, Xavier, doesn't play football. Doesn't play football. Yeah. He knows he can hack it in the Big Twelve because he's already beaten UCF twice. That, that's that was what that's all he <laughs> needed to know, needed to know that he could handle Big Twelve. I'm football. guaranteed at least one win. That's good. Let's roll. I can work with that. I've got these guys. Text, <laughs> your, your boy stays there. I texted in the show. Thank you for buying us that victory last night. Say he says, "Slow down. You beat WKU. Only lose three more games, and you are kidding me. I guess you guys are the type that thinks you smashed for a full hour when it was really only five minutes. Thanks for that, Cesar. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say he, it's going to happen. He, he would know about to be one of those people. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, say, I just want to say thank you. you. If you listened yesterday, he was bugging me, bugging me after the show. But we make sure to put this money on Western. Put this money on Western. Say, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for buying us a victory, and that's no cap. Trevor, no, how much no money cap. did you put on WK to cover? Uh, 150 was it worth it? Every freaking penny. Every penny. I'd done three if I could have. Texas, my friend, has a great theory on what happened between the FSU game and the WKU game. He says KP owed money to mob bookies in New York, <laughs> so he had to tank the first nine games so they could bet the spread against Louisville. And then as soon as everyone gets on board and bets on WKU, 
he turns it around and gets a W. I like that theory. That's as logical as I can come up with. I want to believe that. That gives me hope for the future. I think KP heard the Jay Wright rumors, and it really just lit a fire under him. That's what, That's what, he, what he needed? He heard Jay Wright was looking <laughs> at stats of Mystery House. <laughs> Maybe who's the guy from, from W... Uh, Adam Rittenberg, who put out that the stat's going to get fired if he loses to Virginia, report. Maybe Rittenberg said something about KP. <laughs> he can't beat Western. I'm hearing he's going to get fired if he can't beat Western. Like, Rittenberg, <laughs> where are your sources? Tex says uh, the cards are undefeated since Jack Harlow started dating Dua Lipa. There you go. The Dua Tweak. The Lipa Tweak. The Lipa Tweak. The Dua Lama. Are we going to get, I mean, Harlow's in town this weekend. It's the holidays. Are we going to get Dua Lipa maybe meeting the family? Is she going to be in town for the FAMU game? I don't know. Courtside for the Rattlers? I figured she'd be part of the recruiting trip for the for the football team, right? Maybe. Patrick's saying that the football team is not going to the FAMU game. Which, well, we'll send them to do Lupe's in uh, Harlow's house for Christmas. That's where they need to be going. Yeah. Screw the basketball game. Doing a Christmas, doing a Christmas album. Harlow and Lupe and the recruits. That's exactly <laughs> how he wants to spend his holidays back in town. Texter says, uh, Mike, did you get caught retweeting tweeting from your burner or is Bring Brom home your tech support guy? No, that, it's the same tweet that we we're talking about that we people thought it was Trevor because he was like, issues with connection, hang tight. Have we ruled out it being Calvin? Yeah. I am I am I do not have a burner account. I I cannot say this enough. I don't have a burner account. Yeah. I don't even use my own account, let alone a burner account. No one blocks me. And isn't that the point of getting a burner? What, what is like the point? Is it to say things you don't want people to think you're saying? I think it's to like, yeah, to tweet stuff like you. You would tweet like Trevor Kelsey's the best thing that's ever happened in the show to like the radio station. People are like, ooh, that guy, that random guy, <laughs> really thinks Trevor's cool. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> Texas says, "How surprised are you with how quickly Brahms been able to gain ground on the current commits?" And have you commented on the herd video about NIL? I talked about it yesterday. We talked about NIL. Um, in the second hour, because I had mentioned I had a conversation with Mark Spiegel early this week, and he was kind of breaking down what they're doing, and he did talk about the herd video and how much it had helped them. I think you're going to have more videos in the weeks ahead from prominent people at U of L, including some coaches. Um, if you want to hear some thoughts from Kenny Payne, I think his NIL stance has been certainly talked about a lot. Maybe misconstrued. Maybe he hasn't gotten the message out in the way that he actually believes. I. I would love to hear from them. I think we can make that happen. But yeah, it was a the herd video was cool. I also and I'm repeating myself. If you listen to yesterday's show, I love the timing of it because it came out right after you've got Mitch Barnhart being, excuse me, kind of accused of being late on NIL, not being, you know still being against it. Herd comes off as kind of the cool, younger, ahead of the curve, with it AD in the state, and that's not a small thing right now. Texas Jan should be U of L's Minister of Culture. I'm in favor of that. Trevor, can you hit my cough button real quick? I'm at it. You're good, cough, cough. Let it go. Let it go. There we go. Feel better? Thank you. That was yeah, much needed. I need the cough button in here. <laughs> right, we get those YouTube cameras. After that, we need the cough button. Is everything you like, you always like, ah, oh, okay, go to Southern Indiana, but then you'd really forget. I always forget about the cough you button. Get, you get the cough button and you get tacos. I, I, we got the tacos last night. Delicious. Yeah. It's a good change from uh, from some salmon or chicken, right? What else? What else do we? Torchy's wins are back. Remember, remember, Torchy's led us to now. Now, now we have to do all weekday games in Southern Indiana, correct? Now, uh, I think so. I what mean, are, what are some other positives at Southern Indiana? I mean, they, I love they gambling. Got, they've got all the in that little area. They've got like a nothing but cakes, which are delicious. They've got the Culvers, which I, yeah, I love Culver's getting ice cream from there. They've got a um, Dunkin' Donuts. They've over got that a Boombox. They've got everything right there. Yeah. My grandpa lives at the studio. Your grandpa lives at the studio. That's another plus. 
The, the studio itself is wonderful. There's, there's all the giant F. Joe Biden flag, which I think is hilarious <laughs> with the, the, the nice family-friendly decorations. Is, is there Christmas it. lights? Did you go, by, go I didn't, back I didn't there? I didn't because I had to go pick up tacos. There's a Damn box it. of Ann Murray CDs in the studio. There's, <laughs> and also like with the, the guy with the alphabetized DVDs, which are wonderful. It's a box of Ann Murray. I didn't know Ann Murray had enough CDs to fill a box and have someone collect an entire box There was an Ann Murray. There's a bunch of Ann Murray CDs. <laughs> uh, there was also a Harry Belafonte's Christmas album. It was, there. I didn't see that one. That was, it was right, it was, that was lovely i yeah i peeked in there and i was like oh my god it really is sometimes like it's like walking through the greatest yard sale ever walking around and they're just looking around snowbirds a catchy song what do you want me to say <laughs> texas is r.i.p twitch that was sad yesterday the um the dj from the ellen show who also was on i guess some dance shows um seemed like a very happy guy who's Com- twitch committed suicide uh-huh. um, like he was the mo- mo- mostly known for being the in-house dj for the ellen degeneres show ah, okay. that's where people that people knew him from i didn't really know much about him but I forget Very she. Sad. I forget she didn't have a show. Sometimes, to be honest with you, I think it's it's either going off the air or it's already off the air. Because because Drew Barrymore has a show too, right? Does she? I think. Whoa! <laughs> Who doesn't have a talk show these days? I why don't I get a talk show? It's just very magical. It's Drew Barrymore show. I would be. I think I would be a very good talk show host. Texas, you're on a, a talk radio show right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm limited to sports here sometimes. Man, wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> Texas, realistically, do we shoot the ball that well the rest of the year? The effort was awesome, but I can't help but feeling this team will struggle to six wins. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's a very fair point. You, you can't expect this team, which is not loaded with dynamic outside shooters, to shoot above 50% from three every time, especially when they're attempting 25. The effort was great. I, I think we just – I'm with the texter. I mean, I, I – my overall view of this season is slightly encouraged by what we saw last night. I still I don't think we're going to rip off like, you know, seven wins in ten games or anything like that right now. I think you're still probably looking at like a six to eight win team. But still, the effort level, if they play that way, you're gonna have a couple more nights like that the rest of the season where you shoot the ball abnormally well. Maybe your opponents play abnormally poorly, and the effort is the difference between you finding a way to win that game. Or are you still losing by eight despite your hot shooting? Because, look, we shot the ball really well against Florida State. We made a ton of threes in that game. We assisted on a lot of those threes. And we still got our asses kicked because we just did not compete at all. I mean, seeing that win last night and seeing that you can play at that level, I mean, yeah, it doesn't make you think you're like a tournament team or maybe, I don't know, but it gives me at least hope going into NC State and going into, you know, Clemson or Pittsburgh or Georgia Tech at least. Yeah. Because that hope had been started to get just beat the crap out of me. Like it was barely, it was hanging on. It was like a thread of like a little on life support, and that last night kind of gave it that big, was the little paddles, you know, the clear. That's what it did to my hope. Yeah, and now my hope is just, you know, on an IV and, and alive. Texas TK is the bleeping funniest. Sometimes he legit just said, "I'd be good on a talk show while talking on a talk show." <laughs> would be. Yeah, but I'm talking about like give me a couch, like Arsenio Hall style. Like you know, I get a band. And Patrick can be my, like, Paul Schaefer. You hate being in public. <laughs> but I like people. It's weird. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, we got to go to break. I hate people, but I love gatherings. Yeah, I know. It's so ironic. <laughs> we, we, we'll come back. Hour number three is on the way next. We'll talk a little Fenway Bowl. Get ready for fl- volleyball tonight as well. And then keep the focus here on basketball. Cards are victorious. Okay, <laughs> One and nine. Western Kentucky, you're worse than we are at basketball. Suck it forever. Hour number three is on the way next. Keep it locked right here on the Big X. I'm winning. I'm winning.
now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I didn't keep it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home, and my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back. I just, I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show. show and we started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Third hour. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Of a victorious Mike Rutherford show. An unexpected victorious Mike Rutherford show. Whole team here. Did not think we were going to have Drake. Because we started from the bottom, unlike Drake. Unlike Drake, who actually started from like the upper medium. Unless it was going to be like sad Marvin's room, Drake. Like that could have played today. I don't even know what that is. Cups of the this is like one of Cups only two of Drake songs I even know. And like most Drake songs, it, it, it kind of sucks. You but. know Churchill Downs with Jack Harlow? I know he was there. Well, the music video <laughs> is there. Not a yeah. Anyway, the song the, the song title matches where, where, how I feel right now about Louisville. We start from the bottom. Now we're on the going to the top. Even though you know, well, the titles just started three forty seven in the net rankings. That's on the way to the top. I'll be there's nowhere That's to here. go but up. Have That's we here. did we repass Louis Pui? Uh, I assume so. If, if let, yeah. let me see. No, yeah, Iwi Pui's three sixty one. Oh yeah, bye, they're, peace. We can't even see them in our rearview mirror anymore. Yeah, don't even know where they're at. They, they're so far back. And in case you're wondering, the only winless team remaining in college basketball, Cal, they are three hundred fiftieth. So yeah, no, not, uh, not even the worst power conference team anymore. Now we, we now we on our way up the charts of you know, Kim Palm and whatever else you you use, but we're we not we we beat Cal to the victory. We, oh, and by the we way, skyrocketed Scoots, to two hundred twenty seventh. Scoots, on Ken Palm. it's getting interesting, buddy. Two to one. Two to one now, baby. Ken I'm Palm. About be, I'm about to take three one, three two lead here soon. Ken Palm had a funny tweet last night. I do like that. Ken Palm has been because people are like, his algorithm still likes Louisville way more than everybody else because his algorithm takes into to consideration past performances, and Louisville again has never been this bad, never close to been this being this bad since his algorithm has existed. So he's like, you know. I told you guys, my algorithm was right. He, he he's been like kind of apologizing for it recently because the Vegas spreads they keep trying to you know they're almost always in lockstep with what his projections are. And recently they've been like four points worse for Louisville, and they still haven't been good enough because cards had not come close to covering a spread. And he's like, my algorithm just doesn't believe that Louisville's this bad. And last night he's like, all right, vindication, a little, bit. <laughs> a little bit of vindication. We try to tell you guys they're better than Cal, maybe. They look like oh no, we're better than Cal. You think so? Oh, officially, I, I, officially, it's a, it's a given. We're we're ahead of them, right? Uh, we are. We've been ahead of them, but not just in not just in the, in in your in your analytics and 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 columns and stuff like that. We're ahead of them, literally one to nothing. Well, yeah, they're the only team without a, without a yeah. win now. And so therefore, they, we are better. They have a game. They have two winnable games, not back to back. So it's important that we got these games, uh, this game under our belt because they play Santa Clara on Sunday, who's not a bad team. That's going to be a tough one for them. But then they play UT Arlington next Wednesday, who is a very bad team, and they play them at home. And then after that, it's Pac-12 play. It doesn't so, matter because we're about to win. We're about to be, we're about to win three in a row. We're gonna we're gonna we're about I mean, to win four in a row. We're gonna go to NC State and shock the Wolfpack. We might be top three hundred in the net after the next couple of weeks. It's possible. I mean, dare I say it? We go into Kentucky and we're 
four and nine. It's possible. Likely, maybe not. Possible, sure. How many not unpossible? I mean, why unlikely other than the NC State game? I mean, because we've seen this team play before last night. <laughs> and Lipscomb is, they're not better than West Virginia. Listen, are you trying to get rid of JN? This is a positive day. Well, you're setting me up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you. Lipscomb can beat us. If we can lose to App State and Wright State and Bellarmine, we can lose to Lipscomb. Why, why, why are you living in the past, man? Because I'm saying. Don't live in the past. Live in the now. It's the present. It's the future. And NC State is, 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 is not bad. I was going to say good, but they're not that. You know, they're... You're living in the past, man. You're hung up on a clown from the 70s, man. They've also got Isaiah Miranda now eligible for them. He played, he suited up for the first time the other night. Uh, the guy that we thought we might get for next year is now playing for them already right now. What would you do if he had like 20 against us? I'd be upset about it. I've, I've, I've already thought about it. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. Uh, they play they, they play Vandy on Saturday before they play us next Thursday. Uh, their only losses are not, besides Pitt, terrible losses. They've lost to Miami like we did by seven points. Lost to Kansas by six. Miami's a good team. And then Pitt beat them by eight, which is a bad loss at home. But besides that, they've been... They've been solid. I mean, we went in there last year and took a win. We did. Matt Cross game winning three from the corner. Noah Locke hit the big shot right before that. Yeah. Some big plays down the stretch. Who's to say that it can't happen again? I think it can. And I'm almost saying it will. Is that, a, is that an outright prediction? I'm just not saying outright. Just saying right. Before we get back to the text line, I wanted to. I, I love lists that get you mad. It's the end of the year. We're having all these lists now that coming out about. You know, the best this, the, this, the 20 best this, the 10 best yeah. that. Decider and Esquire both have come out with their oh, 10 best yes. TV shows of this season list. Decider, actually, I like the website. They have cool stuff there. Um, they had you, – you'll like this because I know you were mad. I don't want to do the whole top 20, but you were mad the last time we did this. That there was no Stranger Things. They do have Stranger Things at number 11. Okay. So that – should have didn't we do a top? Didn't we look at the shows of this year already list? Or? We did. I mean, like I said, everybody has one. No, oh, so, it was a different site. But it okay. was different sites. Okay. Decider's got the top ten shows. They've got Our Flag Means Death at number ten. Never, never heard, heard of it. it. Heartstopper at number nine. Never, never heard of never it. Heard of it. Barry at eight from HBO I at have, eight. Heard of it? Never seen it. I have not. I tried. I watched a few episodes of it, and I didn't. It just didn't grab me. And everybody I know is baffled by it because everybody thinks I should love that show. And I just, I don't know. I just didn't. I love Bill Hader. I do too. It doesn't mean I'm going to like the show though. Better Call Saul, number seven. Still haven't watched it. Andor, which I hear great things about, at I've number six. I had another friend just nagging me about watching that as well recently. Abbott Elementary at number five. Not familiar with it. What We Do in the Shadows. I feel like it comes up all the you time. You bring that. You've been begging me to watch that. Well, I've never seen it. I've seen the, the movie. movie. You never want me to watch show. the movie. Yeah. You'd like the movie. It's number four. The Bear is number three. Never heard of it. You, you, you say that every time. It's the show about the restaurant on Hulu. Still don't know what talking about. The Rehearsal is number two. That show sucked. And then Severance is number one. That's And that's another one TJ Walker and others have told me to watch. I mean, I worry about this list because I watched Rehearsal and that sucked. That was that show was well, awful. Everybody told you you would not like. it. I know, and they were right, and because I don't, and I don't know why. Is that the Nathan Fielder show? Yeah, yeah, where he just it's it's not waiting. I think Nathan for you is funny. Would, I mean, I'm sure he's funny individual. Everybody tells me I'd love it. I haven't haven't given it a chance. But uh, I just yeah, I don't know. I guess the one of on that list, the ones on that list, I've been wanting the Andor, the Star Wars one. I've been kind of wanting to start maybe, and I guess Succession. I need to watch it. I mean. 
Well, that's Severance. So, oh, so, I, mean, I was thinking Succession, and that's the one I think people have been trying to tell me to watch. Severance, I don't think I've seen then. Your gift from Troy is Star Wars themed in there. It, it is. is. It's got yeah. a little uh, Yoda thing. You get the big mug. I got, I got the little mug. You got the big cup. I know. I need to. I need to see Troy. But it's, got a, it's got an Arby's gift card on it. Yeah. And it says fifteen to a hundred. I wonder where it landed. I bet it's fifteen. Because <laughs> Mike's Chick Fil A gift card's ten, that's and not, I doubt Troy likes you that much more than Mike. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, I got ten. You got 15? That's not fair. Uh, I did watch, I tell you, what, I did watch a movie last night for the first time ever, and I was very disappointed with it. We've talked about Linklater recently. Mm. I finally watched the uh, everybody, uh, everybody Gets Some movie with the, that was supposed to be like kind of a sequel to Dazed and Confused. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. We need to move quickly here. It's Well, don't worry because the movie sucked. Don't bother go. watching it. I, I was going to want to go through this list quickly as a quick aside, then back into sports here. Oh. And thank you, Matt. So, Esquire list, just to compare, number 10 is Interview with the Vampire. Good um, movie. Show now, apparently, that people like. It was on the other list, but it was top 20, not top 10. Number nine, The Bear. Number eight, What We Do in the Shadows. Number seven, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Didn't even know there was a Star Trek Never heard show. Of it. Um, number six, The Rehearsal. Yeah. Number five, We Own the City, which I have heard is good, but I have uh, not seen it. It's David Simon. Yeah, I've heard it as well. I've been told to watch, especially if you're a Wire fan, you should like it. Number four, I know you watched the first season, uh, The White Lotus, uh, season two, is number four. Uh, yeah, I don't. The season one was okay. I'm not, not good enough Same to make me want to watch season two. Number three, Andor again. Number two, Pachinko, which I have not heard you of. You need to watch Andor. And number one on both lists, Severance. Now, what channel is Severance on? It's Apple TV Plus. I've just heard it's very weird. I mean, Apple TV. I've actually they're three for three on shows I've watched, whether it be Ted Lasso, Morning Show, uh, The Shrink Next Door, and I think there was something else on there I really liked. Well, maybe it was only two. The Shrink Next Door. It was a mini series I really thought was really good. Um, so I mean, maybe I'll give them a shot. I mean, they haven't steered me wrong yet, other than making me wait for season three of Ted Lasso, which is aggravating. Yeah, I, I like Morning Show on there too. I, I have not seen. The is it the season. actual Morning Show, or is it a show called Morning Show? A show called Morning Show. It's basically like like the Today Show. It's Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, a bunch of people are in it. It's very good. Okay, but it's so it's kind of like uh, what was the HBO show? It's a show about a talk show type thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got tonight. We, we we've mentioned this in passing. We we can talk about it a little bit tonight. Cardinals going to get trying to get one win away from their first national title in volleyball. Danny Busboom Kelly has the cards back in the final four for a second straight year, their second final four appearance ever. And this year, I mean, last year, we knew they were they were good. They were undefeated. We knew they had a, a good shot at winning a national title. But you had some just gargantuan names in that final four. And in Wisconsin, their size ended up being too much for us in that game. You were playing a one seed. I feel I'm not sure that this year's team is as good as last year's team. It might be. But I think they have a better shot to win a national title this weekend. They play a pit team tonight that we split with in the regular season. We lost at their place, but that was when Anna DeBeer was, was, was out with her knee injury. Then we beat them back at our place. Only two losses for those two teams in, in conference play. Uh, they went 17-1. and They shared the ACC title. They get a rubber match tonight in Omaha. It's the late match. Stay up late for a second straight night. Uh, Texas and San Diego will get going at 7 30 minutes after the end of that one, you'll get Louisville versus Pitt. And then, I mean, Texas is a program. I get that they are perennial powerhouses. They're always in this position. You're, you're used to seeing them here. But it's also a program. We went into their building three years ago and knocked them off on their home floor in the Sweet 16. We've got that little mental advantage maybe going for us. And San Diego, as good as they've been, as hot as they've been, is still a, their number two seed. Um, we've been a better team than they have throughout the season you know, there are no easy matches at this point, but I feel like we've got a real shot to win a national title. And as we've met, I, I mentioned this on the podcast, like I've been doing radio since since 
20, I mean, God, for like over 10 years now, full-time since 2015. And this question has been brought up by somebody every single year. For all the success that we've had across the board in sports, and we consider ourselves a well-rounded athletic program, at least since the Jurich era started. We're still an athletic program that has only produced a national title in one team sport. Men's basketball is it. We've been close in men's soccer, lost in the national title game. We've played in two national title games in women's basketball. Cheerleading doesn't count. Cheerleading's not an officially sanctioned sport. We've been close in, I mean, field hockey a couple of times now has gotten to the Final Four. We've been close in all, baseball has been to all the different college World Series. We've been so close in all these sports and still have not gotten the job done. Volleyball now might be in the best position to make it happen. And as good as they are right now and as, as good as Danny Busman Kelly is, they're going to lose a lot from this year's team. It is within reason to believe that they'll be good next year, but maybe not national title good. You have to see what transfers come in and all that stuff. They're recruiting very well right now. But this kind of feels like their moment. I would love to see, we, we've been talking about like the positive karma now getting back to the program with Jeff coming back, winning games in basketball, beating UK in women's basketball. The one thing that I think would be a, a, a nice jolt to this fan base, which has not had a, a good run of it in recent years, is a team national title. And I know it's not one of the two spotlight sports, but you can still, like, people will rally behind winners. And if they're able to win tonight and win Saturday night, it'd be a really cool thing. Like, you'll, you'll have the whole deal where they fly back home and you'll have them welcomed at the airport. They'll have, like, some sort of party at 4th Street Live. I'll buy a national title shirt. That is a guarantee right there. If, they, if any Louisville team ever wins a national title, I'm buying a shirt. They make one big enough, I'd buy it. They may do it just for you. They do it. I bought I bought a Louisville City uh, championship shirt when they won their first soccer title here in professional. We'll make sure that they make a doesn't barely fit, but quadruple I still bought it anyway. we'll, we'll, we'll make sure it happens. Do we need five X's? Yeah, give me. Yeah, I want it loose. Yeah. Okay, we, we we'll make that happen. We'll put in we'll put in the right words. Yeah, and, and, and tell them keep making making more of those, and I'll I'll buy them up. What's your confidence level right now, TK? Are, are we taking down Pitt tonight? Are we feeling good about a Saturday night with the Cardinal volleyball team? Now, keep in mind, this is. All straight blind confidence because sure. you know, my, my my knowledge of breaking down volleyball, while extensive, is is, is limited in some degrees. Um, but I am confident. Uh, Pitt, it's not, yeah, they, I guess they split with us. But you're as you mentioned, they the only time they could beat us when we didn't have Anna DeBeer. And it, you know how you know how that we, we get a movement when she's in you know in the Anna DeBeer, baby. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I know that I'm gonna spike you. Um, that's, it's come and that's, and that's, what's going to come to them. I like our chances tonight. I love our chances going to the final four. And I, I agree with you 100%. If last year didn't tell you that this te- that this city and this university and this is going to embrace them upon winning, it didn't, I don't I mean, they were embraced last year with open arms so much that journey wrote a song about it. And that was with a loss in the final four. A championship will definitely be embraced very heavily. As far as tonight's match is, con- is concerned, I don't want to like be too confident. I want to be overly confident, but it does bear mentioning when we played them without DeBeer in pit, we took it to five sets. We, we were getting beat down pretty bad early and then won the, the third and the fourth and then came very close to winning the fifth set. When we had Anna DeBeer back and they came to our place, we swept them. 25-15, 25-21, 25 So what happens? What do we do? I mean, you have to... You have to think that they have confidence going into this matchup. You know, last year, I don't want to use the whole, like, well, they were just happy to be there, but it was the first time the program had ever been in that spot. They played a Wisconsin program that has championship DNA. They're used to being there. They expect to be there. They had, I mean, they had size the likes of which we had not seen. This year, 
not only do you have the added experience of we've done this before, you've got a lot of players from last year's team who are back this season, you've got the the mental confidence of we just played these guys a few weeks ago and Girls. beat them beat them pretty handily. I use guys liberally. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's all over the place. We're an equal opportunity show. Today. <laughs> I called Shakespeare. I don't know. I thought you were talking about Wisconsin because some of those ladies were so big. I, mean, I would have questioned it. Well, now you made it weird. <laughs> now, you, now you took it to a place we shouldn't take. I'm pretty sure Frank Kaminsky was on that line. We'll play Pitt tonight. We should have a mental advantage based on what we did to them the last time we played. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm pumped. Like, I, I, I never would have guessed a few, even as recently as like five years ago. I'd be spending my Thursday like counting down the hours till I get to watch a ball. Yeah, nine thirty, right? Well, we don't. It's first games at seven. Thirty minutes after the first. Thirty match. minutes after. No, the we know that goes because you yeah, never know. Because yeah. I mean, volleyball is weird. It, it could be if Texas dominates or San Diego dominates, it could be an hour, hour fifteen match. Well, I want they need, five sets. It could be like three hours. They need to go five sets because I, I want to be able to get home in time to watch this as well. What do you have? To, you have San basketball again tonight? No, but I'm gonna go grab some dinner and just get some errands. I mean, I, you know, when you wake up like two hours later and you plan on it, I mean. I mean, you got plenty of time. Did you say that we already beat San Diego earlier in the season? The other team? Yeah, we're playing Texas. Okay. We have not played Texas. But we beat San Diego. And we beat Texas uh, several years ago. Well, we beat Texas. No, I was thinking we'd be in the tournament, but that's what Kentucky did on their way there, Mickey Mouse. No, we we beat them in the tournament. Did we? Okay. Because we broke their streak. This was uh, in 2019. We became like, they had been to, I think, something like 29 straight regional finals. And we beat them in the Sweet 16 on their home floor, which was just unheard of. It was a like that was the first like we've arrived type moment. We didn't make the final four, obviously, I mean, but it, like that was the the first big like oh my god, like volleyball. I, like I don't I don't follow obviously you know the the Pittsburgh volleyball scene very well, but like how do we match up like with their jammers and their spikers and their setter uppers? Their jammers and <laughs> their alley oopers. How to like how how do, how do we how do we match up with their with their blockers and their and their spikers? Well, what we match okay? It's it's a good size matchup. Good size matchup. They're okay. not as they're not as big as the. I don't think they're as big as the Oregon team that we played on Saturday, and they're certainly not as big as the the, the Wisconsin team that we lost to in the final four last year. I mean, can they can they handle our setup and spike? No, Trevor. You know the actual position names aren't that hard to memorize. They're pretty pretty easy. And what are they? Uh, well, the one that you're calling the spiker, those are the hitters. Same difference. And the setter upper is just called the setter. Like you have it, and then you're just adding on more for well, no reason. But because I'm, I'm, I'm fancier. No. What about jammers? Where do they play? Well, those are just the hitters, and they just come up and. Oh, what about the uh, the the setup person? The the uh, the person that, that starts it off the the whole thing. That's the the person that's serving. Server, yeah, the server, yeah. Well, Jesus that rotates. That's, <laughs> everybody can serve. Hey, I may not know all the lingo. I may not know all the terms. I may not know how the rules, because I still don't understand why the fifth set is less points to do than, than the other four. That's just stupid. But I do know I enjoy watching it, and I'm going to be rooting for the cards as I watch it tonight. That's all that matters. And that's all that matters. Do I need to know all the rules? No. Do I need to understand what I'm watching? God, no. I mean, if that was the case, I wouldn't watch anything half the time. So, I mean, all you need to know is you have my loyal support, Kelly, and you have my loyal support, uh, De Beer, and you have my loyal support. You have volleyball, women's volleyball. I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> They're ready to go now. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Enthusiasm is, is worth a, worth a good penny or two. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Texture says uh, Andor is amazing. You guys have got to watch it. I keep hearing that. I'm not. The, I, I like Star Wars the originals. I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, but I, people keep saying even if you're not, you'll enjoy the show. Uh I mean, yeah, I, I would. 
I've heard it's slow start, but 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 worth watching as well. Texas Trevor's been talking so long, I forgot what Mike's question was. I feel like this happens way too often. Oh, you and me both, Texas. I sometimes I just zone out half the time. I don't even remember what I started when I st- when I finished it. Texas Jesus Trevor, stop being a stereotypical misogynistic radio guy. It's played out. I'm not misogynist. When was that? What I, was he saying? I think that was his they look like guys comment. I'm oh. not misogynistic. Texas TK I'm a lot of things, but don't accuse me of that. Texas TK is currently knocking down the complimentary points of the previous text. OTK. Texas says, thank you for giving volleyball more than 30 seconds of time. You're the first all day on the radio to do so. Let's believe and go. Yeah. No, no problem. Uh, your boy stays there, says, hell to the pit volleyball team. Are we going to have to block stays there on the, on the, on the text line? Did you see the end of the, the <laughs> College Cup championship? The Syracuse. Uh, Indiana? Indiana, yeah, I did. It went into, like, penalty kicks, and they got up to, like, eight different, eight penalty kicks or yeah. something? I think they, both of them made, like, one side made seven, one of them made six. Yeah. It was wild. I think it, what got, was that, soccer? I think it got to the yeah. eighth penalty. Sucking it. Rough week to be an Indiana Hoosier. Because they play 90 minutes, and then they play, like, 30 extra minutes. And yeah, if I know. it's still tied, they go to penalty kicks, and they, they do best of five, but if they're tied after five, they do more, and they got up to, like, eight in the, in the national championship. Unlike volleyball, I do you know the rules of soccer. My friend, my friend. Maybe I may big, not be able to name the exact positions properly, but I know all the rules. My friend, that's a big IU fan. He te- he was texting our group chat. Like he's like, I haven't watched an IU volleyball game all year, but I'm, I'm so locked into this. It was when it was in penalties, and then after they lost, he he just texted us. Uh, feels like when we made the Sweet Sixteen with Old Depot, <laughs> got beat by Syracuse. Yeah, sir, at least that game was close. The the soccer one, not the the basketball one. IU's got a pretty good soccer tradition with the, with the women and men, don't they? They're the best in, in men. Like they, yeah. they are the UCLA of men's soccer. Uh, Syracuse has been really good in recent years too, because like, I think because IU now they've they still have like the most national title. they've lost like three consecutive national title games. It's, it's been a wild run. Uh, they just keep getting, and I think I want to say two at least two of them have been in PKs. I don't know if it was IU or Syracuse, but one of them beat Pitt in the Final Four. The weirdest Indiana's a good soccer. Pro- I mean, it's the uh, best. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't. Know. I just Our don't. Coach went there. I don't think Ohio. I don't think Indiana would. If you like growing up, you tell me soccer. I guess I would. My mom would automatically go West Coast, I guess. I mean, they, they're good programs. With that. I just always knew growing up IU was the best. I mean, John Michael Hayden scored the, the game-winning goal in a national title game remember when we were in college. No, I, I remember I would be up there visiting. I mean, that you'd see the banners. and the, the, I think I drove past like one of like, the practice field and had the big thing across the fence, like, you know, home of the national champions and yada, yada, yada. Texas, or Cesar says, first of all, he says, Trevor's definitely misogynistic, and then says, really, you know soccer. Tell me what offsides is without looking up. I call cap. It's, Lord, I mean, seriously. It's when you're cherry-picking. Yeah, it's if, you, if, the, if the, the defender and the offensive player have to be in the exact same level, or the, or in this case, the offensive player can't be farther down the field when the pass is, is initiated. I'm pretty sure you got that right. Yeah. Ted Lasso may not be able to figure it out, but I know what offsides is say. It's the, now sec- you. it's the second to last defender counting the goalie. So if like you're behind the goalie, yeah, you just can't be. You can't be. You can't be a da- farther down the field when the pass is initiated. Texas Trevor knows what the positions of volleyball are actually defender. called. He just thinks saying it wrong is endearing. It's not. No, I just forget. I'm, and it sounds the spiker sounds better anyway. You're giving Trevor too much credit. He doesn't really know what they are. I don't. I forget. Texas. It sounds like Trevor is mixing up roller derby girls who are jammers with the libero. <laughs> However, jammer does sound way cooler than their actual names. No, I think the person that, that I think the person point. that's blocking is what he's calling a jammer. I think that's yeah, I think that's what he's trying to say. that's sure. Texas Christopher Walken Severance. It's great. Isn't isn't like the main character uh Adam Scott or was that his name? The golfer? No. No. I don't know. That's the guy from talking about the guy from Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, it's him. Yeah. 
Because it's on the Brosnan commercial where they're like, they're, they're, he reads in that Brosnan commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I once watched a movie with him in it where he did full frontal nudity and I watched it on a plane. Very awkward moment in my life. You said that before. Because then I lead right to my story about, I'm not going to say it again. Okay. This woman's just sitting next to me. I'm like, what do I, what do I say? What do I do? Terry says, if you love Bill Hader, you'll freaking love Barry. I know. I need to watch it at some point. I'm sure I will. Bill Hader's the man. I've been, the thing people plugged him on Barry the most to me is it's only a 30 minute show. There you go. You think that would be, yeah, the most, most enticing for me. Terry says, Santana, I'm winning is a good one, Trevor. The other applicable one today is Carly Simons. Nobody does it better. Or Warren G's. Nobody does it better. Nobody. I mean, I'll do Warren G. I gotta go regulators, right? I mean, well, but that doesn't match the theme. The theme, yeah. Does it better? I have, said, I have more songs than I needed today. I couldn't decide. I just, I just kept sending links. Texas, technically, the producer got that offsides uh, definition right, not TK. Yeah. I, but I am technically. I don't know why he's calling me the producer, but yeah. I'm also a producer. And I got it. What are you talking about? I got it right. It's I the, nailed it's it. It's the second to last defender. You well, have to be, I'm kind of go. But you, my, my, I, you knew what I meant, and I had it right. Texas, the inner workings of Suck TK's it. mind are an enigma. I know. We say it every day. I don't, <laughs> I'm fascinated. I don't know how it works, but. You and me both. Baffles does. me sometimes. Texas, we won because of the Dalai Lama. Let's, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. The Dalai Brahma, too. Dalai Brahma. Dalai Lupa Brahma. Dua, <laughs> the du, the Dua Brahma. The Holy Trinity, the Dalai Lama, Jeff Brahma, and Dua Lipa. It's like a holy ghost. They're all three best friends. <laughs> they all three meet up. We've been waiting. It's like, you know, it's like the Captain Planet you, with our powers combined. And Jan. That's, Jan's in there, too. And Jan. Jan. Jan's the positivity of that, yeah. The Holy Quartet. They all get their rings together, and they become one ultimate Kenny Payne. And then Rick Stansberry. <laughs> Rick Stansberry's like the manager. He does look like the bad villain in a, in a TV cartoon. He looks like the... The, the the rosy cheeks kid from Mad TV. I don't. I didn't watch Mad TV enough. I guess. And I can't. I, 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 it's not Philip. That, that was the the Saturday Night Live character. I've set it up before on the show, and I, now I'm just completely. I never got into Mad TV as much as everybody else did when it was popular. It was. It was fine. It was popular for a while, or that little stretch. But I just never watched it. Um, Stewart was his name. Ah, okay. That's who he looks like. Look up a picture from Stewart of Stewart from Mad TV. It looks just like Rick Stansberry. Texas, it's super encouraging that we saw things that we'd never seen before from J.J. Trainer and Kamari Lands on the same night. For sure. I mean, I think we've seen spurts of it from Trainer. Now, Trainer, we know that he can shoot the three a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like we've, we've seen him. Like, that was nothing new. He still, I mean, he had a rough go of it defensively. Well, yeah, I mean. Which is also nothing new. But Kamari Lands. <laughs> true. Kamari Lands, I, I think, was the guy that you, you, know, you need a – Kenny Payne said before the season – if Lance plays like a freshman, we're going to be in trouble. We need him to play like a sophomore or like a junior. He has played mostly like a freshman up to this point. And last night, on a team that is so limited offensively when it comes to weapons, you need him to be a solid second, third, fourth option who can give you 15 points. He finally stepped up and provided that last night. We need more of that from Kamari Lance if we're going to be a team that can you know win a handful of games in the ACC. It was also it was just so refreshing to have get like fast break baskets. I mean. You mentioned earlier we had back, it was this possession or, or the situation where we had back to back. I don't know if we'd had two fast break baskets in one game in the first nine games. I know it, the sad thing it's is just, that one that Fabio had where he got in the lane and Euro stepped over the dude, then uh, spun it off the other side. I was excited. I was too. The sad thing is, is when you look at tempo, this team is playing at the fastest pace of any Louisville team since all the way back to the David Padgett season. Like it, it's playing at a much faster pace. Than any of the the Chris Mack seasons, it's playing at a faster pace than the last three 
Rick Patino teams dating back to the 2014 is the only one that played faster. Like we were playing at one of the fastest paces that we've played at over the past seven, eight years. And nobody notices because we don't do anything good with that pace. Like, like we usually turn it over. We're getting up and down and we're just turning the ball over or missing shots. So last night it was like, Hey, we're finally getting out and running. It's like, no, we've been running. We just haven't been scoring. And it was nice to see some fin- like LLs finished in transition. Yeah. Well, he also made a couple of nice passes in transition. Um, he dished the one off when Jamarian Smith was right there to Brandon Huntley Hatfield for an easy bucket. Like we just we made better decisions last night than we have all season long. Which is look, I said yesterday we wanted to see progress. We saw progress, and it wasn't just because we won a game. Even if we had lost that game last night, there would have been progress to go off of. It was a it was it's an encouraging encouraging effort. It would it's, it's nice also as as we talked about kind of the the initial you know like, like shooters seeing the ball go through the hoop whether it be a layup or free throw. This team just seeing a win. And Kenny talked about it in the post game, you know, we're just, you know, embrace it. Remember these, what it smells like, it feels like, it tastes like. Mm-hmm. It, it just, and that's what this team, a little bit what this team needed, just to get that monkey off their back and to, to get that feeling of knowing that you know you can win a game when you play pro, when you play the right way. For sure, I mean, we've had we've had multiple coaches come in here and talk about trying to learn how to win. Charlie Strong was maybe the most prominent. I know I've I've brought this example up before. But the first year, you know, we and granted the problems that Strong experienced early in his career at Louisville are not as bad as they were with Kenny Payne here losing like the first nine games. But remember, Strong gets extended with a two and four record in his second season after going seven and six in year one. And we'd lost a bunch of close games. We lost to teams that we shouldn't have lost to. And he was like, they just he's like, once they figure out how to win one of these close games against a good team, we'll get over that hump. Like they, they got so used to losing under the prior regime. And it was that game against Rutgers, who was a good team that year. The Anthony Connor gets hurt. We find a way to, I think it was 19-14 or something like that on a Thursday night. We found a way to win that game. And from that point forward, like under Strong, we were the team that was better in the fourth quarter. We were the team that was winning close games. And I think you have to hope that uh, you know, on a smaller scale, the same type of thing happens with this victory. Feeling, like experiencing what it feels like to have a win over an opponent who's supposed to beat you, that should be something that you can try to bottle up and, and keep with you and it's something that hopefully just gives you more confidence the next time you're in that situation. This was the first time via Kelly Dickey that we had beaten a team that w- where we had been a seven and a half point underdog at home since all the way back in 2002 when we upset Cincinnati in Patino's first season. Like this was oh, a, that game actually. This was a this was not a game that I think anybody expected Louisville to win and that makes it in a weird way even more sweet that it was that it was win number one. I mean, this we we talked. This is how insulting it was to be an under home dog against a non power five team, probably first time in school history, and maybe it's the, the initiative we needed to get us over the hump. Here's hoping. Texas says Trevor is the best thing to ever happen to this radio station. <laughs> That's not true. I think it's getting on the air. Bad day better. for that text. Yeah, I think I think it's getting on the air is usually better than me. Texas, Jesus, the OG studio must be right near my house. I'm right by all those places. Stop by and see us. Yes, it is not that far up. Yeah, we'll give you the tour. <laughs> Maybe it was a home with an Apparently, Amber. Brian Scalabrini did a show from there one time. He did. I produced it. Brian Scalabrini. We had uh, one time Doug Gottlieb did our, our show yeah. like, right next to us at, at iHeart, and I was like, I want to go in there and just smack his mic away. We, uh, he, yeah, he had to come in and do the uh, – we had Dockage come in at my old studio and do his show from, from uh, over uh, when we were at Cumulus uh, back in the day. It's, it's how, the only time I met him. But yeah, Scalabrini came in and did his uh, XM radio show. We just connected with him from the the studio. And, yeah, it was also like the height of like the Brian Scalabrini meme thing. It was kind of, and yeah. I was kind of disappointed whenever I found out later that I didn't get invited. Well, it was it was also like 
seven in the morning. Yeah, I think it was in like the summer too. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was like three hours. I, I did nothing but just sit there. I mean, I just had to make sure they were connected and didn't. I didn't chime in or anything. You think I would have, right? Yeah, I think I would just jumped in and been like, "Hey, Brian, you know, how's it been ratting on Mark Jackson and getting fired from the Warriors?" <laughs> Imagine you just chime in in the middle of a conversation, just ask him that. <laughs> well, Brian, I was watching this obscure 1980s movie last night. Nobody, hey. The guy's like, what? Uh, just, I just want to say thanks for uh, for helping USC beat Kentucky in the Sweet 16 that year. Brian, did did Paul Pierce have to poop? Yeah, <laughs> he did. We all know it. We don't have to ask that question. At the time, we didn't. It was before he admitted it. It was before his admission. I think the white shorts gave it away. Yeah. Texas says that this feels nitpicky, but the uh, most appropriate phrasing is died by suicide instead of committed because it doesn't inherently place uh, blame on the victim. Just something to consider. Thank you. Wait a minute. What, where did that come from? Because I, I, we were talking about the, the Twitch guy. Oh, okay. And I'm sure I said he committed suicide. I have heard that that's, you know, people are trying to make that the new phrase. He died by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Wouldn't the, that's called suicide, though, right? He's saying committed versus died by is uh, what the... The text was saying. Oh, I would say committed, but okay. Texas says TK needs his own soccer question without any help. He I don't got need that. Help. He got that one. He just my critique was nitpicky. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. I didn't include the goalie. Now give me another soccer question. I'm up for it. Bring it. I, I, Name any position besides goalie. Midfielder. Nailed it. No hesitation. Boom. Listen, I, this isn't twenty year olds twenty years ago, Trevor. Do soccer. you know who's in the World Cup final? Uh, France and uh, Argentina. All right. Boom! This guy's an expert. Come on, send me over there. Put me in the put me in the uh, world uh, the Champions League. I can do it. What's the name of the German pro league? Oh, it begins with a B. You're correct. It's like B U. Correct. Why oh, no. is it Bundesliga? But yeah, something like that. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I was close. Texas, the Dua Lipa Elton John song is a banger. <laughs> that's, that's the song when. Our, our texter buddy say went to see Elton John in concert. I was like, can you at least name five Elton John songs? And that was the only, the only one he could name. We played Dua Lipa on the show that one time. <laughs> we did. Well, I, I did. I played New Rules before. That's I like. No, but song. there was another one that like it was. We were looking for Start in the Title, and she has one with Start in the Title. Oh, we did, did it. okay? Because you searched Do Lippy on the. Oh on the yeah, team. that's right. It was D O <laughs> space Lippy. <laughs> for the record, it came right up. <laughs> I just want that to be known. That's what she said. Uh, we, before we go to break, ah, First Bankers Trust, make every dollar count by hitting up our friends over at First Bankers Trust. Uh, they offer a holistic approach to investing in asset allocation advice, which while focusing on a rising dividend strategy for all of their clients, who they focus on individually to make sure that they meet all of their financial goals. To find out more about what First Bankers Trust can do for you, visit their website, firstbankerstrust.com. Uh, you can also give them a call. The number that I don't have in front of me right now. Sorry. Uh, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Click the phone icon. That'll give you the number right there. Beating Western Kentucky, winning a Fenway Bowl, advancing in the uh, volleyball Final Four, and also making money, keeping that money, doubling that money. It all starts with one word. Trust. First Bankers Trust and firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. A few more texts, and we'll wrap up the show. Getting you ready for tonight in Omaha here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Oh, yeah. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here.
all happening, folks. Brahms back. Volleyball's back in the Final Four. Wins are back with the men's basketball program. The domination continues over Kentucky for the women's basketball program. They were back at Freedom Hall last night against Bellarmine. Everything's happening. The football team last uh, yesterday spent some time at Fenway Park. Enjoyed seeing those uh, the, the clips there. We've got bowl games back on Saturday. Whew. The I, vibes are right. I just want everybody. I hope. I hope all the UK fans and all the the Louisville haters have enjoyed these last couple weeks and months and even a couple years. Hope you got it all out of your system because the, the the pendulum has swung back, my swung friend. Swung back. Swung back. The, it is is the. It is back to, to back to normal, back to reality, back to the fact that we're going to whoop your rear end. Now, you know what I noticed today? Because I, I was going to say, I, I have a couple of tweets here from people that I wanted to get to because they sent in tweets. And you can always tweet at us at, at, my, at Car Chronicle, at Trevor Kelsey. And what I noticed when I was checking on you to make sure that you weren't dead earlier today and looking at your Twitter account, you have hit, I don't know if you even know this, you're right at 1,000 followers. Oh, I am? You've hit 1,000 followers exactly. I didn't. I did not know that. So the karma continues. See, because I don't. I don't check my personal Twitter. I only do that on my phone when I'm here at the station. I'm only on the station account. One thousand. We've we've been trying to make this happen now for the number thousand the last was. year. Who? Let's see. I don't think it works like that check anymore. Check followers. No. Uh, it looks like it was. Uh, it was me. I just followed today. No, it was C. Lamar Powell. Shout out to Lamar. We love you, C. Lamar Powell. Apparently, he's a former intelligence officer. You're the best. <laughs> I'm up to 71. Oh, sorry, buddy. Go on. I'm up to 71. Patrick's up to 71. There you go. But the Redbird followed me. So Gary, love Gary. Gary followed me. I was uh, That was an exciting one to get. Gary's killing it. But one of the tweets that we saw here, uh, Mike, I know you don't like to talk politics. You've got to at least mention the Trump thing today. Like, what happened to Trump? Oh. Ob- Did he announce I mean, digital trading cards? Objectively speaking, it's, it's a hilarious story regardless of how you feel about the man. So... So they Trump, usually are. I mean, <laughs> more times than not. So Trump announces today he's got a major announcement coming, and everybody's like, "Oh, I mean, he's already announced he's running for president." Again, this is a person who was the president, who is going to run for president again in two years, and people, and he's announcing that he's got something gigantic to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he didn't tweet this. Obviously, he put it on his, the, the, the on the, truth, the truth social. The the, truth. The, is that what it's called? Yeah, the truth social, uh, <laughs> the, the social media thing that he. So everybody's like, I, I see all the political people are like. I believe he's going to be announcing that uh, Kerry Lake is going to be his running mate, or I believe he's going to to lay out the you know the, the, the maybe the gigantic issue of his early platform when he starts campaigning. He's going to announce his first campaign site, all this stuff, and then a few hours later, Trump is like, "Now up for release the official Donald Trump digital trading cards," <laughs> and it's like ninety nine dollars for these poorly photoshopped images of like. Trump Army Cowboy. I, like, part of me was kind of like expecting like like a Trump University is back or it's one Trump of the, steaks. Enjoy the meat. Seeing the the <laughs> the tweets from like political people who are like, I believe he'll be announcing Kerry Lake as his running mate, and then two hours later having to be like, hey, the announcement is that you for ninety nine dollars you can purchase Donald Trump as a space cowboy. And have this, <laughs> I'm not joking when I say that. That is uh, those are There's the actual option. Those at, are the images that you can purchase at collecttrumpcards.com. At collecttrumpcards.com. Oh, Ninety nine dollars per card per uh, per NFT. There's a free ad read for you. It's unbelievable. Like I, I was like this. I mean, this is one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm both. I'm just not surprised. I mean, there, that was and that's peak Donald Trump right there, right? It really. I mean, it's it's beyond. I mean, it's just, yeah, just I, I me mean, trying to put my face and an image on anything. I can and make some money off of it until people realize that it's not worth a 
the the paper it's written on. It's just, I mean, like every political thing that we've we've like come to know in our entire lives. When a gigantic political figure announces that they've got a huge announcement, you assume it's going to be something monumental, like it's going to be a running mate. It's going to be. I don't know, something having to do with politics, not their own official digital trading cards. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the genre that should get trading cards is, is politics. The presidential and vice presidential trading cards. I, I, I would be down with that. I remember when they had Desert Storm trading cards back in the day. I, remember remember that. That. I mean, what else hasn't gotten a trading card system at one point or another? I mean, radio show, local radio show. Host. I mean, that, that should be one too. I got a rookie Trevor. I got a rookie Trevor. <laughs> It'd be great. I mean, the presidential would be cool too. Even How do, much do you think this patch is going to be worth in about fifteen can, years? Can we, can we like do like a combo like uh, radio uh, trading cards mixed with garbage pail kids, or yeah. mi- mixed with Trump cards? I mean, yeah, hologram cards, NFTs. Did you did you sell an NFT once? Thank he, God! Thank God! I sold the Rutherford in twenty sixteen. <laughs> the value is just plummeted. Like you, to answer your question about Mike's NFT, he hasn't sold it because my offer is still pending. I don't know how to approve it. I don't know how. I don't know how to log into crypto crash. I don't know how to get my password in there. I don't know what's going on. Like instead I'm of blaming that NXT guy, instead of like like specialty like jersey cards, I have like a, a Trevor card with like a little piece of Arby's in it. Just like <laughs> an aged slice of hard roast beef. It's like well, can't be worse for you than the yeah, gum was. Yeah, a piece of like a. A Mike Rutherford piece of the hat that he wore. Just a little, yeah, dirty hat. <laughs> dirty hat. Uh, Texas says, 502-414-1450. Kamari lands did the NIL check clear. Is that <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Texas says, can we make sure that we do a makeshift balloon glow for all the recruits this weekend? At least a solid PowerPoint presentation. Now. Never did PowerPoint. You never done a PowerPoint? Never did PowerPoint once. I, try, I had to do it one time at, at Western for a class. I could not figure it out, so I just talked this girl into doing it for me. Oh my God, I feel like he's told this story. I think I think he kind of, now that he says, it, I kind of feel like he has too. <laughs> she's I'm, cute. She's a theater major. Maybe I'm just blown away that still somebody <laughs> about my age never had to do a PowerPoint. I well, know, PowerPoints are gone. Well, I know that now they're a thing of the past, but they were the big thing like when I was in school. I I didn't I had no idea how to like they were supposed to do it for this this presentation in public speaking class. I'm like I have no idea what to do in public. Michael Scott PowerPoint <laughs> PowerPoint. <laughs> I still I tried for like five minutes. I'm just like, can you just do this for me, Jennifer? Like, now yeah. Patrick was <laughs> via his sources. He says you know the the, the football recruits big recruiting weekend for football both yep. when it comes to current commits and also potential transfers. Like, they're not going to the FAU, but they are going to get together and watch the Fenway Bowl, which has to be kind of awkward. Like, if you're Jeff Brom, do you try, like, if the team looks terrible, are you like, no more of this bleep? Like, no, or, or are you just like, look at those uniforms? They're awesome. Like, like I don't, I don't it'd be, it has to be kind of an awkward viewing. I don't know. I guess some of the commits. On this recruiting visit, what else would you do at 11 a.m. on Saturday? I guess that's true. I mean, I don't know. Hang out with Harlow, do a leap that's what I would do. I mean, May, I, I'm assuming like I mean, some of the commits have probably hung out with the current players. Like they probably know these guys. They see them as friends. Maybe they want to watch the game. Most of them, I'm assuming, had, yeah, they're the ones that at least have been on a recruiting trip already. If but you're committed it, to Louisville, you probably want to maybe watch the bowl game. Yeah, but if you're like the Baylor safety transfer, are you like, what the hell is this? Like, like what? Are, what are well, we that's doing? more reason to be like, I'm glad I'm coming here because clearly they need me now. Fair point. Maybe. I mean, you could always play in that manner. I think the game's going to be, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Obviously. I think the game's going to be kind of an ugly. Like both offenses have lost a lot of what made them good, yeah. and without without coaches on both sides, like that, <laughs> that offense is probably actually yeah, they're both clunky. on the same side. So the I mean. defenses have have more coming back or more playing. We think like we still don't even know officially who's like playing and who's not playing. 
So it's, it's all just a guessing game. Bowl games are, are beyond weird these days. They and, are. And the, this one more weird than most. That is what, it is probably, from a gambler's perspective, the hardest thing to, to bet on is bowl games sometimes. I don't even know how why you would. I mean, because it almost says, I mean, unless you know that you have a team. In a situ- cause sometimes you have that situation where you know you have like a lower-level team that you know is going to come playing hard against a, like a mid-major SEC, a mid-level SEC that you know is not going to show up type of thing. Then you maybe can rack up some good money on that if you, if you feel that way. But, like, I look at this game, and I, I looked at the line, and you said it was two. It was only, Louisville was only minus one yesterday. So I guess it's moved up a little bit, but... I mean, I looked at it and I thought, I, I, I don't know who to bet. Like, uh, I don't know how to bet. I mean, who, who do I lean towards? I, I I don't know. I'm completely lost in this game. You don't bet. Like, yeah, I mean, just I guess that's the thing. I, just, I shouldn't just bet it, but that's not fun. I say you don't bet, but then the next text we have is Mike Lockett in Fenway Bowl over 40 points. 40 is low. <sighs> I'm so bad over unders. 40 is low. Isn't the over-under in the Kentucky-Iowa game like 32? It's it's it, it was it was, it was in the high. 30s, yeah. I think it was 37 maybe, but you might That's be That's going to be like 20 to 6. I mean, that. I saw somebody ask what's higher, the point total of that game or Louisville's point total at halftime on the same day. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we're back now. That, that was that was pre-WK. That, that was pre-back. Yeah, that was, that was before Braum returned and brought glory back to the city. Texas, I had not. That's still a fair question. I had not bet for or against U of L all year, and then last night I put a bunch of money on WKU to cover. I'm taking credit for the victory. You're welcome, Kenny Payne. Yeah. I mean, now let me ask you a question: If you if you bet on Western last night, does that make like initially a part of the five hundred two circle now? No. Because you you gave money to get Louisville victory. No, that's not how that works. No. no. I wanted a T-shirt. I did see like a lot of people last night. I think the the gambling aspect of Louisville became more widespread the last like since Saturday. For whatever reason, people just latched on to the fact that not only is this team zero and nine, they're zero and nine against the spread, and they haven't come within seven points of covering a spread. Like yeah. I, I've seen that stat. So I feel like a lot of people last night were like, "I've stayed away from this, but now I feel like I have to." There's free money out there. I'm betting on the Hilltoppers to cover the seven and a half, and Louisville Suckers. not only covers the spread, they win by eleven. Um, I mean, if anybody had the the stones to bet Louisville money line last night, besides the guy who had the dream, God love them. Like that is yeah. a that's an all time bet right there. What if the money line was going into the game? Probably what plus like maybe three hundred. Yeah, I'd say. Texas says uh, my last text of the day. I don't blame anyone for not knowing soccer rules. Isn't the point of every sport to get behind the defense? Icing and soccer offsides are stupid. Now isn't now icing and hockey is pretty much the same premise as so- offsides of soccer, right? Like you can only be across like the blue line after the pass of the puck is initiated down the ice or something like that. Icing is the one I'm I'm a little bit. I don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, if it crosses three lines without being touched, I think that's icing. Is that what say? Okay, the icings I've never been able to grasp. You, you want you want to make fun of me for not knowing like in the crease and some icing uh, hockey rules and didn't come right at me. Soccer, I've learned I've learned a lot over the last ten years. I don't know anything about hockey. I know the Avs won the won the Stanley Cup. Avs won the Stanley Cup. I know the Kraken are to be feared in the future. They are, and the Golden Knights. I think <laughs> Golden Knights. Yeah, Avs are struggling a little bit right now. The, the whole team is like hurt. We're like the four seed right now in the Western Conference. Well, I met Eric Johnson at Delmar. Eric is Johnson's he, a badass. How's he doing? Probably Burry was was awesome. Russian Rocket. The Russian Rocket. It's like, it's like the the height of my my uh, my hockey knowledge is during the nineteen ninety four season. Texas Louisville money line was uh, plus three thirty last night. Plus three. I'm good. I called it. I'm that would have been nice. That'd have been a nice little bet. Yeah. Texas, I work for a very large international software company. Power, cool? PowerPoints are not gone, unfortunately. <laughs> so do I, still need, do I need to learn how to use it still? I think you're safe at this point. I wonder if I have PowerPoint on my computer. 
I don't think Dugan's going to come to you anytime soon and be like, hey, Trevor, you got that PowerPoint ready? <laughs> <laughs> the investors really want to see something from you today. I've turned in plenty of slideshows in my four years of high school, and not one of them has been a PowerPoint. So what do you use now? What's, what's, uh, what's the like new software? The, the Microsoft Office has been ushered out, and uh, Google what what like all the like the same version but Google has been kind of everything because you can get it on any device where you're signing into your Google account and you don't have to save it it just saves automatically it doesn't grow up so it's essentially the same thing it's, it's essentially the same thing it's yeah it's a different process this baffles me because when I was leaving when when I was finishing in high school like computers were not relevant in terms of doing anything you did in high school like we had one computer lab which was the uh it just came around my my I think it was my junior or senior year is when it finally like emerged. And like it was basically used to play like Oregon Trail. I haven't done a single <laughs> physical assignment in my English class all year. What does that mean? I've, I, everything's turned in online. Everything's done and turned in online on Google Docs as opposed to Microsoft Word. It's the way of the world. Now. That's just, I just yeah, it's the same to me. All right, we have uh, Thursday night football tonight. Well, first of all, volleyball tonight. Ooh, I got no Thursday night because it's playoff time for fantasy. But I know my my. I don't feel good about my quarterfinal match. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm in. I made three the playoffs in three of my four leagues in my non big money leagues. Big money leagues. I got my bucket. Right, guys heard. I need. I had to pick up a wide receiver today. Who did you pick up? Was done. The dude Deontay Johnson from the from the Steelers, Steelers, who's like hasn't scored a touchdown all season long. I got to start him. He's been injured. He's due. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, he's, all, his numbers are fine, but he just can't get in the end zone. That's because they. Does he know the Dalai Lama? Yeah. We have. Uh, <laughs> we, we got 49ers Seahawks tonight. TK, who you got? Uh, 49ers are three and a half point favorites, by the way. Uh, 49ers, I guess, I guess they are starting uh, uh, Brock Purdy again. Sounds like it. Uh, I know. He, well, he was banged up a little bit. There was, Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy. There was talks of him not even playing the, this this game because he was Go apparently hit. Uh, I'm, either way, I'm going, nine, I'm going to Niners. It's a three and a half. Three and a half. Niners don't cover. Well, he went by three. Ooh, okay. Ooh, give me the Seahawks straight up. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to go Niners win and Niners cover. We're all, we're all three making different picks tonight. Volleyball, oh. roughly 9 o'clock. We'll see what it's start time. 30 mm. minutes after the first match. Cards taking on Pitt. Bleep Jeff Greer. Final four, Second looking three. to advance to the national title for the first time in program history. Do they get it done tonight? Patrick, go ahead. They do get it done. Dana Boom Kelly. Screw Dan Marino. Love it, Trevor. Heinz ketchup sucks. It's not the name of the field anymore. It's, but it's Pittsburgh. What Pittsburgh's known for? Get it right. Pittsburgh, you can suck it. We're winning this one. It's three three sets to one. Is that how it would work? Four sets, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Four, yeah three to one. We're, we're taking. They get one set on us only. You stole my prediction. I'm going cards. I'm going four sets. They take the first two. Pitt bounces back. We drop the hammer in the fourth. Boom. Tomorrow we're celebrating, getting ready for a national title match on Saturday. Boom. 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 Day bust. Boom. Suck it, Pitt. Go here Cards. Comes the boom. Ready or not. Everyone enjoy your Thursday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow right back here at 3 o'clock. Guitar too loud. How do you like me now?